connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. My name is Henry Jarvis, and you're listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2018 and beyond, and a proud member of Denver Podcast Network. We are Denver's premier movie podcast, at least I like to think so. I'm Ryan. With me is... Corinne. Two weeks in a row. What, I wasn't what? here last week, so this show lacked a little bit of energy, so I'm here to bring it back up. Uh, but no, it did, what it coming. didn't lack was... <laughs> Yelling at Zach. Mm-hmm. You know what? And she did a I, I'm great so job glad that you followed my instructions. Thank you so much. I got we also three had... solid burns in. Good. Yeah. She did good, boy. She oh, did Zach's good. still here. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Zach, you did really good last week. <laughs> Thank you. Can I have my cookie now? <laughs> <laughs> you can have your candy sticks that used to be called candy cigarettes. Yeah. Hey, throw me a box of them candy cigarettes. Oh, is yeah. it empty? <laughs> That's empty. Uh, Brad, welcome again. How you doing today? Um, just uh, It was a busy day. So Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. I already told the uh, the Cadillac drive-by story, and I totally forgot about the cell phone one. How'd, uh, how'd your Van Dam shoot go? Uh, we got what we needed done. All right. And like I said, <laughs> like I said, uh, while we were while we were filming, as soon as we hit roll, some uh, you know, one of those giant black Cadillacs sped around the corner, and then the guy got out and put a gold chain on Danny's neck as he was rapping, and we just went with it. Nice. I mean, weird. sometimes you don't know when. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And Zach, how's it going? Not too bad. James, how you doing today? <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm here. I'm great. Stern. Good. Um, yeah, I'm doing just fine. Good. Um, yeah. yeah. Zach, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Why yeah. is he All here? Considered. I said I wasn't going to come back if he was here. Uh, well, I mean, there's time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we need someone to really get Zach, so that's why you're back. Yeah. No, I'm leaving that to you this time. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week, we saw Justice League Unite the Seven Seas. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned to the end. I don't think, that, I don't think that's right. No? The Close. What is all it? in the Justice League in. business? Is it all in now? Yeah. Just all in. Unite I think the poster's cool. It kind of looks like an Alex Ross uh, painting. Is, oh, it, yeah. is it one? Yes. Or is it just them? No, it's it just looks like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so stay tuned to the end of the show where we will tell you if you should see the movie or not. Spoil it after we play the trailer. Um, we also talk about movies that are coming out, movie news, and movies that will be released. Have you guys been taking advantage of the Barnes & Noble half-off criterions? Plus, using your fifteen percent off your full order and a ten percent coupon you got from your mother-in-law. Did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I went there. I spent twenty-two dollars and I got two <laughs> Criterion's. 
Uh, Which ones? Uh, I got um, His Girl Friday and mm-hmm. Woman of the Year. There you go. His Girl cool. Friday. That's Carrie Grant, Grant, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. He's sexy, one. man. God, I'm gonna have to watch that again. <laughs> Shit, it's uh, it's great. The the Criterion's awesome. I I, I think I saw when did I watch it a couple days ago. It was pretty great. Speaking of Criterion's, can you believe there's a Night of the Living Dead Criterion coming out? You know what? I think there is. In fact, we can po- talk about that in real news. It's real news. There's a Night of the Living Dead <laughs> Blu-ray coming out. From it is. Criterion. And, and it's amazing. One, the cover's awesome. It's like, I think the original um, uh, lobby card for it. It's a painted uh, picture of zombie hands going after Judith O'Day and Dwayne Jones. And that that movie is on Criterion, and it has a 4K restoration. It makes me so happy, I can't even tell you. Answer the question. Yes. Who gets the money? Well, Romero's dead, so well, hopefully his so hopefully his wife does. Oh, but my point so is, so it's an official release. Okay, so that, you, that's exactly. what I was asking. Okay. So, um, me and James have had this conversation before. There, a Night of Living Dead Blu-ray did come out. Uh, I Mill Creek, uh, like yeah, Mill Creek, like three weeks ago. And the thing with Night of Living Dead is, at Layton um, Productions, they had a flood, and some of their prints were destroyed. The prints they put out and duplicated didn't have a copyright on it, so Night of Living Dead never had a proper copyright. So a lot of people, it's it's public domain. So a lot of people will release it on. If you ever see those fifty greatest horror films, Night of Living Dead is always included on it. And it's really sad because for a movie that was super popular and so influential, Romero never really made that much money off of it because mm-hmm. uh, he he didn't get credit for it. Everyone, anyone who anybody could, we could copy it. Um, this one is the four K restoration that Romero oversaw and said it's the best the films ever looked. Another cool part is they also have uh, a version of it called Night of Anubis, which was the original name. Anubis is the Egyptian god of death, and it's a work print of it. So um, it'd be kind of cool to see. Uh, The producer said it doesn't really change too much. There's a couple extra scenes, but the runtime is the same. So the two scenes must be really small. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see what they're working with and uh, different sound effects. And well, it'll be cool to see that scene where where uh, he goes down into the basement and Steppenwolf is there and he's talking to him about like the mother cubes. That'll yeah, be cool. that'd be awesome. Yeah, if you make more sense. Um, the question is, when does Criterion start making 4K Blu-rays? Because with yeah. the 4K restoration, the Blu-ray is not taking advantage of it. Yeah, right? I, that's a good question. I don't, I, I don't think it's been adopted enough. You know, it's it's still so early. Uh, so, I, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, am I the only one who's buying 4K Blu-rays? No, I I, I do okay, have a 4K yeah. player. A- anytime that it's like something I really love, I'm just getting. Oh it. yeah, I'm or even like like I, I got the John Wick movies in 4K and like anything that I think would look good. Yeah, so you know, you know, I, uh, what I tell people is when they ask me what it looks like, so it it really is just brighter and the colors look like pop. So if you so I've been watching the Spider Man's, uh, so Spider Man Homecoming, his costume it looks stunning. Like, the reds look great. The blues look great. You can see the detail. Going back and watching the first Spider-Man, you can see intricacies in the costume that you couldn't see before. How many little, like, I call them, like, the honeycomb-like effect looks on it. And his eyes. With a green goblin, you can see the purple on his helmet that looks like he's wearing, like, the stocking cap. Yeah. Um, So I haven't, I've watched, I haven't had to watch the other ones, but I'm really interested, interested, interested to see. uh, And the, the sound is probably the best part. Where the picture looks great, but the sound is usually mixed at seven point one, mm, and it's cool. really loud. And uh, stuff like uh, like Kong Skull Island is pretty awesome in four K. <laughs> cool, awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
And they're I also, just, um, oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. I was just going to say, I got my first Blu-ray like six months ago. Nice. So You're getting there. I'm so behind the times. That's what great. was it? Arrival. Good job. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all right. It's like you're watching VHS. That's the first movie I regretted getting on Blu-ray and not in 4K. Like I was somewhere and I was like, oh, man. Like, or no, I pre-ordered it. And I, it was at that point where I was starting to buy things in 4K, and I just fucked up and bought the Blu-ray. I know. I, uh, so right now on Amazon, they do have like Oblivion for 10 bucks Ooh. and a couple other ones for $10 that if I had any money, I'd yeah, watch out for Black Friday. Those, yeah. Unfortunately, that falls into one of those places of like, I like that movie a lot, but would I pay like $30 to upgrade yeah. to 4K? Probably So not. I got Serenity on 4K. I did upgrade that one because it was yeah. on oh, sale for twelve ninety nine. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. but I need to order that. Yeah. You know. I'm, I'm waiting for the Dark Knight uh, trilogy for that yeah. one. I'm glad I waited. Well, you can't order on Amazon because Warner Brothers and Amazon are fighting right now. Well, they're always fighting. Sweet. <laughs> well, it's them and Disney. Disney's been fighting for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's a bunch, yeah. of, bunch of Nolan 4Ks are coming out. Yeah, it's all the same. All, like almost all of them. Prestige and Inception and... And Interstellar. Interstellar's Interstellar, yeah. box art's awesome. I don't have that one yet, so... Yeah. But, yeah, so since I don't have those, I'll that's where I'll start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Spider-Man Homecoming. You know, it's just cause... like... Uh, Brad, I always, I think you do too, future proof. I always, if I like it, I always get it like on the next. I was going to buy yeah. a 4K TV this week because with the Black Friday sales going yeah. on. So I went into the store to like actually look at the picture for the TV I was getting. And then they had all the better TVs like on display next to it. The QLEDs or something? Yeah, the QLEDs. I was mm-hmm. like, I guess I'll wait another year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're so expensive right now. Those ones were like six grand right now. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't that bad. It was uh, like for 75 inches, 2200 No, that's not too bad. Yeah, but still well, not affordable right now. Oh, no. I, I, almost, think, I almost future-proofed myself with Get Out, but they, they were sold out of the 4K. So I think I'm going to wait and before I move next year, get one. Because at least that, like, I don't need to get one now, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to move into an apartment and you're into a different place. I will like, say even like PlayStation 4 looks a lot better on it. Yeah. Like on just a 4K TV. I don't even have the PlayStation Pro, but... yeah. Uh, it renders the things faster, nice, yeah. so it looks really nice. Yeah, it refreshes faster, and uh, it's it looks great. Yep. Uh, what else is in news besides? I mean, Night of Living Dead has got to me is makes me really excited because Criterion. So, like on his Girl Friday, they actually put the previous movie in there. The front page is mm-hmm. also included, and the leaflet on the inside is a newspaper. So, like mm. you open it up and it folds out. Oh, cool! So I, I really like when Criterion uh, puts Ma- things. The out. Mad Mad yeah. Mad World one is a roadmap. Yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. cool. They um, do a great job. Also, they're reissuing Silence of the Lambs criterion that they did ten years ago onto Blu-ray now, so you can get that too. Oh yeah, that's cool. coming out too. Yeah. yeah, I want them to reissue The Rock because <laughs> I only have the DVD version of the Criterion of The Rock, and I would really like the Blu-ray version of the Criterion <laughs> version of The Rock. Maybe. Uh, we got some cool trailers this week. We got a teaser for Incredibles two. Uh, Actually made me laugh. I thought yeah. it was pretty cute. It's probably not even a scene in the movie nope. like Zach and I were talking about it, but I it's swore so it was the end of the first one. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but those characters look really good in like modern Pixar animation. Right? Oh, yeah. that, that was like the first time that Pixar made humans, and they weren't even sure they could do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it looks uh, it looks well, good. they made humans in Toy Story. Yeah, 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 but they were usually like from the ankle down, or they were bad. Like, you yeah, know? Sid like, looks not yeah, good. Sid. Yeah, 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 Sid's the one that you really see a lot, and he's not right. Uh, yeah, Andy's were, in there too. Andy kind of looks like he's like having some kind of seizure. <laughs> but I remember, I think it was John Lasseter in an inter- interview, uh, like after that movie, saying like, "Yeah, we were really worried because this is the first time where the whole movie is humans." And we have to have the the movie be carried by like. I think they made the right approach because they're kind of uh, 
They're very caricature. Caricature, yeah, yeah, like style humans. They're not. I mean, they don't look like the Coco ones or anything. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you guys get to see the Deadpool two treat teaser in front of <laughs> I did. Uh, Justice League? I did. It was I just, it. My whole I audience got so excited. I know. In, in my theater, there's. I had a guy who was sitting behind me, and he's the guy who laughs at everything guy. Yeah. And so for Deadpool, it, and he would. I don't mind laughing at stuff, but he was one of those obnoxious laughs where he. It's like he felt like he had pe- he had to let people know that he was laughing at Deadpool being Bob Ross. Oh, you were in my theater. And he's like, <laughs> and we're going to put some happy trees here. <laughs> and I'm going to whack this off. Oh, my God. He's doing it. He's doing it. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I'd hate to see when he saw like the. Our, uh, the red band version. I know. I was in. I I had a couple of shit kickers who kept talking through, like from time to time through the movie. Who to my right during that trailer kept going, uh, "Oh man, the internet version's so much better," because <laughs> he says like nuts more often. Like, uh, uh, come on, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Just calm down. I think the best joke was uh, yellow snow color paint. Oh yeah, that was great. I love um, that. Yeah, all the paint color names. Yeah, Men yeah. in black. Yeah, Betty White. The, the jokes they draw attention to are actually like my least favorite jokes yeah. in the trailer. Uh, but they, I, I just it seems like, like they got the right tone for the movie. No, oh, yeah. Every time they do a cut and his painting changes, I'm like, that's that's really good. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. Well, because that one doesn't make sense. I think he's using like orange, and then he cuts and yeah, it cuts no. back, cuts and, and it's like a snow, snow scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Good for him. And then he's talking about how much he loves Coke, and then it's suddenly like, you know, just an outdoor scene. All that powder. All <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was good. Uh, and then we also got a trailer for Rampage. Um, another another The Rock movie. It looks it That looks, looks real dumb. It looks dumb, yeah. but kind of fun. Yeah. No. He says, let's yeah. go save the world. It looks like San Andreas, but with monsters. Oh my gosh, is he monsters. Will Smith or what? <laughs> I, I'm really worried about The Rock, man. Why? I need The Rock to make some good movies. Like, uh, yeah. He's fun. Oh, that Jumanji I, I trailer played before my movie, and I swear half the people were laughing their butts oh, off. Yeah. I'm like, some, have, how have you not seen this isn't 3, it weird how some? Times? I don't know if I've seen so many movies, but I might be jaded. Some like stuff that plays for audiences, I always shake my head like, that's not funny. Oh, yeah. It isn't. There was an animated, I think it was Boss Baby, where everyone was laughing at the trailer, and I was going, this isn't funny. It's funny, because Cookies for Closers is like Glengarry Glenn Ross. Right, right. No Who one got that, that except for us, and it was, yeah. it's not, still not a good that joke. Was, yeah, like, I, was, I was making fun of it. I wasn't agreeing with it. No, no. I mean, that's I, what I, I mean. That's <laughs> what we're saying. I, yeah. I was remembering that our, that whole conversation we had about like, guys, guys. Have you seen this trailer? The only thing that's even close to a funny joke is a Glenn Gary Glenn Ross reference that no one gets. <laughs> I, I, the only time I've really ever been like that like snippy to my dad when my dad's like what do you think about boss baby and i said to him i'm gonna pretend i didn't hear that (laughs) (laughs) even my kid i'm like no we're not seeing that (laughs) yeah like i'll see the minions and i don't mind the minions i ain't seen boss baby yeah no that that good way to be a non-abusive father (laughs) (laughs) well you know i I would rather you show him like you know jurassic park i have shown him jurassic park (laughs) good job all four of them (laughs) oh well, <laughs> now we have to have a different conversation. He likes the dinosaurs. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is getting an animated movie from the Despicable Me people. I, I think that's the way they have to go. I, yeah, of be- course. Because one, it's super. I mean, Super Mario Brothers really doesn't really have a story, but yeah. you know, it's Princess Peach get kidnapped. But it should be fun. I mean, so I'm replaying Superstar Saga, and I think it'd be fun if they did uh, a Mario and Luigi style really funny game where they it's kind of. Uh, doesn't take itself really serious and Bowser's really funny in it. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm 
terrified of seeing Goombas say banana, and I really <laughs> don't want to see Mario sing a song. <laughs> but the weirdest part about it is they have to make Mario You're talk, right? right? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. He so, can't just say, it's a me. Like, that can't be his character. Well, Captain Lou Albano isn't alive anymore. Yes. So. You know, so like I said, so if you uh, want a great game for your 3DS right now, they redid uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, which is a great, like, Mario and Luigi game. And in it, Mario and Luigi just, like, mumble. They go, I mean, it's still really funny. Sure. Um, because the humor is provided by be, all the supporting characters. That would be extremely brave <laughs> to try to do. I don't. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I just, man. Well, yeah, I know you got me worried because I'm thinking about like the probably cast it like they cast all major animations. Will like, Ferrell like a, as Mario. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. One of the know. Jonas Brothers is Luigi. <laughs> like oh. Zach Efron is Luigi. I you know I Jermaine Clement is Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> I approve that casting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's Jermaine Clement and he yeah. never says any words, he just makes noises. No, be I would awesome. like to say, yeah, Maya, don't don't fireball at you. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I'd be down for that. Oh, yes. and I was watching the uh, special features to Land of the Dead, and I forgot John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper were in Super Mario Brothers together, <laughs> and he brought that. I was like, yeah, he's always a really nice guy in Super Mario too. I was like, oh yeah, oh, that, <laughs> that's a, this is the second movie you guys oh, have my, been in together. Oh god, now I shit. That movie's a sequel. Land uh, of the Dead is a sequel to Super Mario Brothers. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I want there to be some kind of reference to the Super Mario Brothers movie in the new Super Mario cartoon. So. Oh, but yeah. they're totally going to dance. They're, there's going to be a everything is awesome style. like Yeah, well, everything no, is plumbing. <laughs> they did do that. But the, uh, to the point, I mean, playing Super Mario Odyssey right now, he doesn't say anything either. And I still think you get the character, right? I mean, he just goes, wahoo. Yeah, but the entertainment of that game, I, I, I still have 165 moons left. Um, the 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 fun of that game. There's so many moons, Corinne. Oh my god, oh, yeah. there's so many moons. Well, so I the got. I'm at 380 about? some moons. Oh, right you're now. way more than me. I'm still like I haven't made it to New Dong City yet. Oh shit. I mean, yeah. I I, I wish I could. My my kid's I been trying to potty drugs. train my kid, and oh my god. Uh, Super Mar- uh, Mar- Mario Odyssey. It's on the it's on the Switch. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. But what did moons the, the mean? The problem is, uh, it's, it's like it's stars. the stars. It's the yeah, thing, the you, thing you collect oh. to, so you can unlock more levels. It's yeah. It's just. But the fun of that game is is the platforming and all the levels. Like that's where your entertainment comes oh, from. Oh yeah. You're never. I mean, the funny, the little skits are pretty good. But I don't know that like, like if I sat someone down and just showed them the cutscenes from that game, I don't think they'd be like, oh, that was really great. Mm-hmm. I think they'd be like, what. Why does the giant turtle want to have sex with that lady? Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I, I think it'd be tough to pull off, but I think you just go and you just go classic. I think you go Bowser kidnapping Peach, mm-hmm. Mario and Luigi go off to save her, and then it's gotta be like a Lego Movie style thing. Where yeah, it, like, celebrates yeah, I, I the think franchise, so too. But also, yeah. so too. like, has a fun. So yeah. that'd be great if the Lego Movie people were making it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It'd be really great if the Wreck-It Ralph people were making it. Mm. Much more, yeah. I'd That's be true. That. John Lasseter, I'd I, I, sign up for that. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, that's all right. Who cares? I'll see it and I'll They'll love it. will be okay, yeah. Because as long as the Goombas don't say banana, I'm good. I doubt the Goombas will talk. Well, maybe they will. Uh, they think will. about it. <laughs> Those Goombas are going to make cute little dumb noises and they get And they'll be super on. popular. And then, you know what? It'll be okay. Uh-huh. I don't and mind. At least that point. He's yeah. like, why are kids saying Goomba? That's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Where'd that that comes from. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Shit. What Controversy at Nintendo. Controversy. <laughs> after after twenty five years, well, they finally realized it was one super of their names controversial was... when he was wearing. You could see his nipples. 
because he had like shorts on. I remember it's like a big thing. Oh yeah, because you can buy his underwear in, yeah. in Odyssey. I, I have those. his underwear. Yeah, because you can change a thousand his coins. Yeah. It's what like the a, hell are you talking about? In Odyssey, yeah. you, you keep buying... The, oh, no, a thousand coins is his skeleton suit. Oh, no, I got, no I got... That's how much I paid for are his you paying, Oh, sorry. Are you paying Who's 10, skeleton? Clothes? Yeah. Who's underwear? Mario. Mario. Oh, okay. You can change Mario's <laughs> clothes as you run around. So, like, in your when you're different levels, you can be, like, Safari Mario. Or you can be, like, cool aviation Mario. So then why do I need to change Safario. his underwear? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you can just have him just be in, a, in his underwear. Yeah, it's fun. That okay, but, <laughs> so, but you can also yeah, like so Safario. maybe I want him to have a Safario sa- Safario outfit, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Mario but his, Safario. his top hat is a baseball hat, or maybe scuba gear. You can do that in this. Game. Oh yeah, you can mix it up. You can get wild with it. How about how about Luigi bottom half, Waluigi top half? Am I right? <laughs> what? Actually, so weird. I was at Walmart and I got a Waluigi amiibo because they were in the clearance rack for four dollars. <laughs> I'm like. It's worth four bucks. Wah. See what I tap it on and what it happens. I think all those new Zelda ones. I'm just like they're awesome. I re- like I want to get them, but I'm like, do I really need to start collecting? I have a lot of amiibos, but see, yeah. so some some of the games like in Captain Toad, if you tap Toad in it, it unlocks a I think thirty not, m- more levels. Yeah, like little eight bit ones. But all you need is the code. You don't actually need the figurine apparently. So, well, yeah, but that's not cool. Yeah, yeah. I it's also you want to be able to like. <laughs> are they fifteen? I don't know. I haven't. The Zelda ones are. are they? Oh, because those ones are pretty big. Recent, though. yeah. You want to be able to like dig around in your bag and pull out your Waluigi and be like, Mwah! and then like put him on your controller, <laughs> yeah. and then just throw him across <laughs> the room because it's worthless. There is a great. Uh, I don't know where it's at on the internet, but it's like Luigi gets no respect, <laughs> and it's how he's always like ostracized. And uh, so there's this picture of um, all these amiibos, and it's like twelve ninety nine, twelve ninety nine. And then there's just one line of Luigi's, and it says clearance. <laughs> it's all Luigi. <laughs> I like Luigi. All right. On video game we, news, I just got an E.T. game for Atari. I, I hope it's really good. Uh, we have to stop and, talking about And a, much like where the E.T. games are, that's where <laughs> Zach's jokes are <land, laughs> in uh, the wasteland. Uh, we have to stop talking about video games because my mom is getting bored. Um, Quentin Tarantino has landed over at Sony, mm-hmm. uh, so his next movie will be there. $95 million. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll make it back. Yeah. Or Tom Cruise wants to be in that. I I was going to say that. Uh, well, I think the other way. Dude. I think they want Tom Cruise to be in it. It's Charles Manson. Either way. Awesome. It's, um, well, it's about 1969 as a whole. So Yeah. And Charles Manson. He's going to... Again, it's like saying Adolf Hitler is the star of Inglorious Bastards. No, but it's about... You know, it's about killing Adolf Hitler. So it is yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Virginia's history. Yeah. I want to see... Oh, I want to see... If Manson get his face mashed in. Dude, if Brad Pitt shows up and Carl's, carves the swastika into Charles Manson's oh. face. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> I get I'm just, just thinking about that. it. <laughs> this might be my masterpiece. What if Charles Manson is La- uh, uh, Landa? What, uh, Charles La- Aldo Rain. What's his name? Aldo Rain. No, the bad guy from Into, uh, Inglorious Bastards who gets his uh, the Hans swastika. Landa? Yeah. yeah. Maybe Hans Landa is Charles Ooh. Manson. Think about it. And then you change his name after the Nazis. And lost. then you can have yeah. Christoph Waltz be like, and now we're going to kill somebody. <laughs> that's a pretty good Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Someone carve out that baby. <laughs> that was pretty Yuck, good. Dude. <laughs> that's pretty good. Man. <laughs> uh, oh, no, we'll move on. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that one for the end. Uh, James Franco is going to be in a, a whole <laughs> lot of X-Men movies. No, sorry. I said that wrong. James Franco is going to be a whole lot in X-Men movie. Multiple man. <laughs> oh, hi, X-Men. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, hi, X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, going to be multiple man? <laughs> I laugh every time he's in Alamo. He's like, oh, hi, Alamo. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. He's so good at that voice. Yeah. I can't wait for that movie. 
Um, Dabbing me up. But Lisa. Yeah. No one respects my vision. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe vampire. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen, oh, you haven't seen it yet, have you? The room? Nope. Oh, damn. It has, I thought it was for free. I can't find it for free anymore. No. Nope. Not on. It's not just on YouTube. <laughs> it probably. No, is. Yeah, with like with just with altered sound. Tommy Wiseau's like litigation, uh, litigation, litigator's uh, dream. You know. Oh, okay. Uh, and then like, I think maybe the last thing is uh, the whole internet like blew up because Joss Whedon liked to tweet. It's dumb. Do we want to talk about this? Nope. No. Okay. Because <laughs> maybe he Can liked you at it. Because he tell me what the tweet was. Okay. Uh, there was a tweet where a critic said, "Hey, the villain in Justice League is a real lame villain," and he apparently liked it. Which even I was telling Brad the other day, I'm like, you know how many times I've liked things on Facebook because I was scrolling by and accidentally hit like. Or do you think he's being snarky? Or or maybe he agrees. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that he's he's a. Like, faceless Nazi who's ruining Zack Snyder's masterpiece. <laughs> like, literally. I went, oh, where is it? There's one where they're like, Zack trusted you with his masterpiece, and this is what you did. Masterpiece? Ma- masterpiece. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, it's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. It's just it's basi- dumb. He basically liked a tweet, and it had mentioned McKay- McAuliffe. What, what the fuck is that dude's name from Thor? Malekith, Malekith, oh, like yeah. as being yeah. and being worse than Malekith, yeah. Which, yeah. which you know, well, yeah, we'll get there. Um, I mean, he gets punched and he disappears for like ten minutes. At least Malekith's the real person, <laughs> the natural actor. <laughs> Hold on, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, Steppenwolf the, is voiced by Syrian Hines. So. Yeah, he is a real actor, and he he did he did really good in uh, in Ghost Rider as Satan. Uh, <laughs> Do you piss blood? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> That's the, from Ghost Rider Spirit Inventions. The only thing like that really makes it sort of newsworthy to me is I'm amazed at how like Joss Whedon the Nerd Messiah has like fallen from grace enough that a whole bunch of DC fanboys can just be like can just assume that he's the Burn devil. him. Yeah, like like literally like they're they're trying to crucify the guy who like everybody loved just a few years ago and I don't know why. Like I don't know what it is that he has lost enough cred that, you know, Age of Ultron um, pissed people the, off somehow. I, well, I think it's because he's gotten so big now because he's I had guess. the two Avengers stuff and um, he had his own. And then little... he had his little fallout with his wife too, where yeah. his wife right. wrote. I, and what I would always say to that is, so you're going to uh, print something that a scorned ex-wife wrote. That's that's pretty shady. Well, and, and I yeah, marriage is falling apart is sad. It is spreading it in the news is not great. I agree. Unless he was abusive or did something illegal. I don't think it's news. It's not, think, because if yeah. you think he's unfaithful, that's not against the law. Right. Um, and maybe yeah. he was unhappy. Maybe the wife and made him unhappy. Sure. The only thing you're doing there is you're trying to, because he is this sort of you know, feminist icon, you're trying to na- drag, drag his name through the mud, and that's fair. Um, or not fair. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation. Like, you can do it, but I don't necessarily think that it means that this guy who maybe has good intentions... Is suddenly yeah. the devil, and, and my only part is that you only heard once because he never responded to no, it. Right? So could if he did something wrong, okay. But yeah. you know, writing a news piece about it, and right. mm, yeah. I don't like that stuff. Yeah, keep, keep it inside. Yeah. Now, if in the next like three months his name comes out on the list of names of people, then I will care. Try but, more like three days. I mean, they're well, coming out like yeah. that now. Yeah. But my point is like his. He hasn't shown up, and that would be a high target, you know. Yeah. Um, but 
anyway, uh, I think that's news. Unless I forgot something that somebody wants to talk about. Uh, Tolkien's sons leaving the estate. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we're getting that prequel series on yeah. Amazon. But I wish he wouldn't. I'd like another ten years without more adaptations. But it'd be nice. Yeah. But we don't live in that world anymore. Speaking of the room, guess what's going on around town? <gasps> Tell me, Brad. Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. Sing the song. Sing the song, Brad. Now you now you're, you introduced the, the thing. Now you have to sing the segue. I forgot the lyrics. <laughs> Brad's going to the Esquire. Words playing at the Esquire at midnight. On Friday and Saturday, if you have nothing to do, you go down to the Esquire and throw some spoons. Yes! <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Although in that, like, it's an old interstitial, right? Because you lost the newer ones or something. <laughs> well, a whole hard drive died. <laughs> well, right. I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, I've never heard that interstitial before, and he just sounds so perky. He's like... Come on, guys. Follow me around town. <laughs> Actually, James made it. We only used it once because he never gave me the file. And so when I had to dig on Google Drive for it, I was like, oh, I'm going to start using this one. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's anyway, great. Uh, The Room is playing at the Esquire this weekend. Ryan so should go to it. Ryan, We should take Ryan to yeah, it. I'll yeah, try. What day is it? <gasps> Friday and Saturday at midnight. Yep. Maybe. I'm going to be in Wisconsin. We'll bring spoons. <laughs> I'll bring football. Sure my wife is not I'll, working. I'll give yeah. you money for spoons if you go. Well, I mean. No, we should bring a football this time. Yeah. Uh, dude, we can, oh, dude, we can play, we can play catch. Totally we, bring a football. We can play catch. <laughs> I fun. might. I mean, we'll even if she works, it. Might, it starts at midnight. I might still be able to well, make it. Yeah, 11.59. Just leave the kid alone in the bed. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. He's peeing by himself. only took like two oh, weeks. Oh, bye, Kevin. Yay, good job, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go. Well, yeah, I've never seen it in the theaters. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. yeah. come watch it with us. It's yeah. it is a very yeah. different experience to see it in the theater. I bet it's mm. so good. Yeah, if you watch it at home without other people making the jokes, I, I think you'd, your brain would just melt <laughs> because like drawing attention because you won't notice how many times everything goes out of focus unless you have an audience yelling "focus" <laughs> every time the screen goes out of focus, yeah. or how it. long a pan takes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to move across the screen. Loading. <laughs> Loading. I've seen it 18 times in theaters. It's the best $180 I've ever spent. Oh, <laughs> wow. As long as someone covers my eyes so I don't have to see Tommy Wiseau's ass. Both times? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, both? Try five. I, I'm sure it happened. Well, but I mean, twice. there's two different scenes. That's really Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. With they're the same sex like, scene. He like has the same. Belly button. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of Does money, Denny? Bitcoin. <laughs> I will try. Yeah. I promise. Uh yeah, so I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Oh wait, I might as well advertise next Tuesday as open screen night. So cool. Come check that what out. Are you at the Bug, Bug Theater. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show Cardigan Sorrow. I guess. Nice. Do you know? It's a good one. I saw like because I went to one of the Regal theaters. Is are any of the local Regal theaters having the Hayao Miyazaki thing? Because I think. I saw the little preview before my yeah. movie that was like Howl's Moving Castle and select theaters, and I didn't know if there was one around town. That there might be. I think there is. Might... I don't know if it's this week though. Is it a Fathom event? They show yeah. them. At, yeah. They show them at the big one. So like okay. the Highlands uh, Ranch twenty four. It was like and November twenty sixth or something, maybe. The Westminster. Oh, yeah. are you? Uh, you you live down by Lakewood, right? 
I think they show yeah. them at the mills. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure that's where the Fathom events are because I they show the Met stuff there all the time. Yeah, they okay. don't do it. At, they don't do it. That's at, where uh, I saw the Denver, um, West. Killing they Joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it definitely be the mills then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might go see House Moving Castle. Cool. Maybe that's a good one. That's my favorite of his. Mine too. Yeah. I really like The Wind Rises. It's beautifully animated. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. I need to kind of boring, but like really beautifully <laughs> animated. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those where you're like, and Emily Blunt's good boring. in it. Oh. Aww. Isn't no. Do you see the trailer for her new movie? No. Oh, Shania. Yeah, directed by her husband. Yeah, so John Krasinski oh, and her star the, in it. What is it? The, the Quiet Place. Of quiet, silence the Quiet Place, yeah. It's the Quiet, quiet Place. Yeah. So they can't make sounds really because something scary. like we'll get is them. hunting them if they make Ooh. a sound, and it looks pretty great. It's like cool. signs, but quiet. And <laughs> and probably good. <laughs> yeah, because With signs sand. Good. I thought it was yeah. going to be like the Sandman because they kept pouring sand all over the place. Oh, that'd be awesome. Maybe the same coming to get him. And then they <laughs> then they defeat him by vacuuming him up. Oh, you're talking about like not the Spider Man villain. <laughs> yes, that happened in Amazing Spider Man number four. <laughs> Anything else, Red? No, that's it. Oh, okay. That's it for this these week. are these are Blu rays coming out. Huh. Get me the video cassette of Spaceballs the movie. Have you seen this? But there's been a new breakthrough in home video market. Instant cassettes. They're out in stores before the movie is finished. Uh, okay, this one, you have to check this out sometime. I can't even... Just promise me you'll rent it. Sir! What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Not much too early. Prepare to fast forward! Preparing to fast forward! Fast forward! Fast forwarding, sir! Well, this is the last time I rent here. You'll be missed. Screw you! No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. Jabberwocky is getting a release on Criterion this cool. week. Uh, I the, only the no, art's awesome. It is. I, I only mentioned this the one first not. because it was the first thing on the site. So moving on, Gilliam, uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand f- 4K. You saw planets. it, right? I did. That Steelbook is pretty cool looking, though. It is. There's a Steelbook edition that looks awesome. Is it worth even watching? I, I think some people would have like, like renting it on Amazon for five ninety nine. Yeah, that's that's acceptable. Okay. Like, <laughs> is it worth me buying a Blu-ray of it? Yeah, I don't know if I'd own it. <laughs> okay. Um, it's but it looks so cool. The way that like people like the Fifth Element, mm. I think those people would probably like Valerian. No, so I won't but like it. I, mean, I yeah. like the Fifth Element. So you might like Valerian. <laughs> okay. Are you and sure I, about that, James? Also, if you like you Star Wars, like you it. might like Valerian because there's a lot of like similarities mm. in that too. <laughs> Good time with Robert Pattinson, the movie where Robert Pattinson runs. It was a pretty good film. He's uh, really good in it. Was Blu-ray it a good time? <laughs> it, not really, but you've been hanging out Henry. Corinne, you've been hanging out with Zach too much. No, it's, just, it's he the, did just the, not in the movie. The movie's, <laughs> the movie's really dark and depressing, but it's good. But it's just, yeah, so not a good time. That's a masturbation. It's joke. an ironic title. <laughs> The Hitman's Bodyguard is getting a 4K Blu-ray this week, so... I, I want to watch it, even though it looks silly. Yeah. Mm. Corinne, you're shaking your head. Have you seen it? Nope. <laughs> no desire to. Someone nope. pointed out to me this week that Ryan Reynolds doesn't do a lot of great things. I like Ryan Reynolds a lot for how often he's not been in great movies. Just saying. Yeah. Like, I actually had a hard time thinking of, like, what I thought he was really good in. I rewatched some of the the Van Wilder. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> He's funny in it. Beach Rats, which is a little movie uh with some dudes that don't have shirts on. Um Jungle, which is a movie that has Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Thanks, Zach. 
<laughs> is he naked with a horse? No, he's not. <laughs> um, I think he. It's called. It says it's a true story, and it says nature has only one law: survival. And then he just looks like you know he his shirt's really dirty. Um, <laughs> he kind of looks like he kind of looks like Joel from uh, The Last of Us. Have you played The Last of Us? Nope. Uh, the Last of Us Two's new trailer is awesome. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just looks brutal. You should, get, you should play Last and then, of Us. It's and then everybody was talking about how way too brutal the trailer is, and I'm like, did you guys play The Last of Us? Because <laughs> yeah. it's not a happy time. Speaking of happy times, Porco Rosso is getting a Blu-ray release this Ooh. week from Shout Factory. So if you want to watch Pig Fly Plane, you can. Speaking of Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. I always like the character design of him. I, something I think is funny about a pig in a, like a trench coat it speaks to me. <laughs> 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 we got a steelbook release from Arrow for Donnie Darko this week. Uh, it's got a it's got a creepy uh, rabbit guy on the front. Mm-hmm. So if you want another copy of Donnie Darko, you can get another copy of Darko of Donnie Darko. I'm sure kids at universities are going wild. Bat <laughs> pussy, bat pussy is out from AGFA this week. So you can half watch cat, half bat. Uh, it's like an animated. <laughs> movie no. uh the tagline or the the pull quote here uh is dirty motherfuckers fucking in my holly gotham holy gotham city what are you on what i'm not is it i'm a not porn website? Hold, on, hold on hold on hold on <laughs> That's about to ask. so the, the the pull quote on the box is dirty motherfuckers fucking in my holy gotham city that pull quote is from bat pussy that so sounds the movie like a batman porn the movie's pull quote is from the movie itself <laughs> Uh yeah, this looks terrible. But it's uh yeah, it's awful. I'll, I'll show you the cover right now. I'm on Blu-ray.com. <laughs> uh, Teenage Slumber Party Nightmare, which is too many words for a title, uh, is out on Blu-ray. Sounds like it's somebody like English was their second language, <laughs> and it's <laughs> well, they just we... stole the uh, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street like title treatment, mm. you know. Uh, and then there's like a. A creepy dude with a with a drill. So they they are stealing like Slumber Party Massacre because a guy does have a drill. All right, we gotta think of yeah. a name for this movie. What should we do, dude? You are overthinking it. Teenage Slumber Nightmare Party. <laughs> Done. It sells itself. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. It's Teenage Slumber Party Nightmare. <laughs> so memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, that is all of. This isn't even a, like a Shout Factory release, as far as I can. Uh, no, it's no. Uh, SRS. <laughs> they Limit, limited pride. to a hundred copies. There's only a hundred copies of Teenage Slumber Party. And I didn't pre-order it. What's wrong with me? Um, it's the wrong letter. It's supposed to be SOS. It's so weird. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is terrible. Don't watch this movie unless it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless logic, James. <laughs> uh, that's all. Casablanca. Don't this see week. this movie unless it's great. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems reasonable to compare Teenage Slumber Party <laughs> Nightmare to Casablanca. Uh, they're basically the same thing. Pretty much. One of them is yeah. the greatest movie of all time. The <laughs> yeah. other one is Casablanca. <laughs> Mid twenties Nazi slumber party massacre. <laughs> I just watched uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they're playing a game and Frank's flag is the swastika but with F's all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> and they say, it's so good. And, uh, what does Dennis say? And that's Frank's flag and that's just yeah, unfortunate. That's just unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. 
Oh, man. (laughs) This is what we've been watching this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Corinne, start us off. Oh, my gosh. So, I was hoping to watch some of um, the Justice League animated TV show, because I know it had been on Netflix for a while, but apparently it's not on Netflix anymore. Mm. Bitches. Um. <laughs> wow! Tell us how you really feel. Netflix roasted. <laughs> and then I couldn't find any of like. Well, I did find them, but I wasn't gonna buy them. Um, the Justice League animated movies, like um, Throne of Atlantis and Justice League War, and all these other ones. Um, I really did want to rewatch Justice League War because that's the one where they like all meet up. Um, so kind of similar to this Justice League movie we just watched, but maybe better? Maybe not? Uh, the we'll New Frontier is really soon. good. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't it's an animated one. Is. It's based on Darwin Cook's. They uh, just released a, like a commemorative edition yeah. a couple weeks ago. It's fun. One. It's mm-hmm. more a little lighthearted if you're looking for a good Justice League thing. Okay. Um, so I ended up watching uh, not a whole lot because my week was pretty busy. I did watch, because um, I was kind of on a little Agatha Christie kick, from our movie last week, which was Murder on the Orange Express. Oh, yeah. And I found ITV's Poirot, and I watched Mystery of the Blue Train. Is it kind of like Orient Express, but it's blue? I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a BBC, or not BBC, it's an ITV miniseries, so the production value is a lot lower, but I feel like just knowing how those kinds of things work, they probably were more accurate to like the character as a whole and didn't take so many um liberties on like the portrayals but yeah from what i read it sounded like they added a lot of plot elements to just kind of lengthen it a little bit because it sounds like the story itself is pretty straightforward but then they wanted to make it like an hour and a half so then they added in all these like party scenes where people get drunk and poros like (laughs) get crunk i think poirot in like the murder on the orange express movie we watched like, makes him out to be, like, this, you know, Sherlockian kind of genius where he can just, like, see a scorch mark on a chair and he knows that it was once owned by the Tsar of <laughs> Russia or some bullshit. Yeah. Um, whereas in this one, um, Poirot is basically just eavesdropping and snooping around the whole time. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think that he actually is, like, an actual detective and not just, like, a plot device. Yeah. Um, he tends to be uh, underestimated because he's Belgian and people think he's French. <laughs> I'm just. This is a thing. Uh, oh, crepes. Yeah. He says crepes. Statement of fact. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty good. Cool. I guess if you like Poirot, or if you like to mu- murder on the Orient Express, I almost said mummy. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> murder on the Orient Express. Um, it's probably a good follow up if you are interested. Awesome. Um, I also watched The Man from Snowy River. Okay. That's on Netflix. It's about to go off here at the end of the month. Has anybody seen? Man from Snowy River? I've not. Oh, okay. So, okay, and granted, I watched this movie a lot growing up, so I kind of have nostalgia goggles for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's set in Australia, and I don't know. It seemed like at least part of the cast was Australian, and I don't know if it was Australian made. Um, but George Miller actually directed it, which I did not know until I watched it last night. Cool. Um, it kind of doesn't really have much of a plot. There's not a lot of conflict. Um, it's based on this old poem, and the main character, Jim Craig, um, his dad dies in an accident, so he's an orphan, and he lives in the mountains of Australia. And 
the people in his community are like, you can't live up here. You have to go back down to the lowlands and like earn your place like your father did. And he's like, okay. So then he goes down and he works for this um, asshole rancher who's played by Kirk Douglas, um, who actually plays another character in the movie, which what? I, yeah. No, okay. So I have this thing. It's like a Paul Dano in There Will Be Blood moment. I don't know what that is. Oh, he plays two characters in that movie, and they don't really explain it other and than there's ice cream. Yeah. Well, okay. In this instance, he plays two two brothers. <laughs> so I guess it kind of makes sense. But it's um, two brothers. I don't know what it is about when I was a kid. If there was ever an instance where an actor played two different roles, I was never able to tell that it was the same person until yeah. someone had to tell me it was. Um, so I did not realize for a long time that Kirk Douglas plays both the brothers in the movie. Oh, oh no, no. It's his actual real-life twin brother, Dirk Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Who died tragically after the filming. After Snowy River yeah, fell off a horse. It's very sad. Dirk Douglas. <laughs> I think you mean Dirk Cuglas. <laughs> that's what I, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Although it's weird they have different last names. But yeah. <laughs> Parents wanted to tell them apart because they were twins. Yeah, he, so. had to, he had to shave off his evil mustache for this yeah. film. Copyright Reynolds Podcast. <laughs> oh my god oh no the one brother actually does have like a really big beard oh he has and the lo- other yeah, one is clean shaven uh-huh. so he just looks like kirk douglas but he doesn't have any of his powers <laughs> um so yeah so jim the main character goes to work for the asshole rancher and falls in love with the rancher's daughter and then there's like this whole soap opera kind of crap that goes down but the main thing is it happens at the very end is that um Harrison, the asshole rancher, he has a cult that's worth a thousand pounds, and oh, cult. I thought you said cult. A cult? No. <laughs> nope. A cult, like a horse. I have a thousand pounds of Kool Aid for you to drink. <laughs> and some, some, some of the ranch hands let it loose to blame it on Jim because he gets fired for falling in love with the rancher's daughter, and it joins this uh, herd of wild horses that have been running around the whole movie called the Brumbies. And so, like, the last half hour of the movie is all these guys gearing up to go get the Brumbies and, like, corral them. And it sounds really boring, but you watch it, and it's, like, so intense. So I think that that's kind of where Mad Max Fury Road was born, maybe, a little bit. Because you watch that, and it's like... Brumbies, get back! Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I knew they would. Those Australians. Because, I mean, it's like. Fair dinkum. It's so, Call that a horse. It, it could have horse. been so stupid, <laughs> but the All way right. they shoot it is just so intense. Cool. And you feel like you're really in the middle of the action. And I honestly think it's one of the best scored movies I've ever mm. seen. Ooh. I don't even know who does the soundtrack for it, but it's not anybody. It's not like a big name like John Williams Bruce or. Bruce Rowland. Huh. Sure. I don't know who that is. Whoever that is. Mm. I, I think George Miller is really good at taking minimalist uh, scripts and making them awesome. I mean, you could say uh, Fury Road is literally they drive one place and drive back. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot there. He didn't have a script when they started storyboarding it. So, <laughs> Well, what if I told you it's not the George Miller we're thinking of? Oh, is it really? Oh. It's George Trumbull Miller. Oh. He directed the, this. This is why nobody The Never that. Ending Story 2, the next chapter, and Zeus and Roxanne. I don't like this version Damn. of reality. But it was a Disney yeah, let's, film. Let's apparently. go to back yeah, to this Mad Max has, on Snowy River. The movie's got like <laughs> way more a couple different sequels because there's a uh, the main from Snowy River two, and then there's a return to Snowy River. Yeah, I've seen that. It's not as good. There's like one really good scene in it um, where Jim shows up some asshole 
through like an obstacle course. You just have to see it. Whoa, and then his horse dies, courses. and it's really sad. But then he like rides the stallion that he gets at the end of the first movie. So it, when his horse dies, does he go? Nay! <laughs> I nope. Love, that was a Zach Eastman level joke, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just delivered better. <laughs> I, uh, I love the Not cover really. of this movie. <laughs> Agreed. I love the cover of this movie because 20% of the cover is taken up with the like synopsis, which I will read to you. The story of, colon, a boy suddenly alone in the world, period. The men who challenge him, period. There shouldn't be periods between these. Uh, these are these are individual clauses. Uh, and the girl who helps him become a man. That's a lot of people. He's clearly not alone in the world. I'm just saying. There's a lot of men and women challenging him and falling in love. He's not alone. But anyway, well, cool. Would you recommend it before it falls off of Netflix? I would. I mean, if you, especially if you've never seen it. Um, I think it's... I, I Again, I have nostalgia goggles for it. Sure. So it's hard for me to see the flaws if it has any. Um, but If it has any, she says. <laughs> Obviously it has flaws. Like, it looks so don't, 80s, you guys. Don't, don't let the film quality sure is fine. bad. But. I think Army of Darkness is the greatest movie ever, and no one can ever change my mind. Yeah. So It's got a lot of like very pretty shots of horses and people. It does. All right. I mean... I will that's, probably disappoint you, but it looks like it's worth checking out. Yeah. As Do long it. as the wild horses Do it, don't James. take you away, you're probably good. <laughs> Any Rolling Stone fans out there? Hello? Nope. Moving on. Is that a band? Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, total cricket. Um, cool. and the last thing I watched was I watched the fall finale of The Blacklist. Oh! I cannot wait for part two of this conversation. <laughs> So, um, do you guys want to be spoiled over here? Mm. I don't give a shit. I think Brad cares. Does it have I to can do go with, outside. Does it have to do with who her dad is? No. So they still don't answer that question? No. <laughs> well, I mean, no, not really. I mean, Corinne is convinced that... I know who her dad is. ...that he's her daddy, it's if you know what I mean. Most drawn out. He will be. Eventually. <laughs> We're not there yet. You forgot We're to take a crunch of a candy cigarette after that statement. <laughs> we ran out of the candy cigarette, Zach. There you go. You that magic. Superman did, on did a pack you, of cigarettes. Did you listen to that episode, Ryan? Do you know why they're um, giving me grief? When I hear Blacklist, I tone out. But So <laughs> this... uh, just refresh my memory. Oh, because I was telling them that I think that James Spader's character is going to get Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now I remember, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she said it was such conviction. Like, it was like the... She's like, oh, no, they're, they're going to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. It's, Maybe they it is. Like, all the stuff that came out after the fall finale, like, all these quotes from the producers and stuff, and it's like, it's happening. <laughs> you can't can't stop this train, I so want, just jump on. I want to live in your Spit world. In my <laughs> wow! What the fuck? I don't even don't Adam do not Sandler. rewind and replay. Uh, yeah, I just heard Zach. So, is it good? Maybe don't spoil it for anybody at home. But is it good? I'd say the last like eight or ten minutes of the episode are some of the best uh, of that show. Awesome! Like they use the disturbed version of Sound of Silence at one point, mm. and I'd never heard that version of it. I did not cry, but I was tempted to <laughs> just because of what happens in the scene when they play the song over it. Yeah. And it's... Well, they probably died. And then they, uh, they kind of make a ballsy move at the end. And again, don't want to spoil it, but um, depending on how they play it off in this next half of the season, it could really work, but it could also be really stupid. So, Does her husband die? Because if her husband dies, I'll start watching again. Yeah. 
<gasps> yeah, he I dies. I think they're going to bet Tom, Tom's dead. <laughs> is, yeah. is he killed by Green Greenwald? Is he for sure dead? <laughs> oh, he's for sure dead. He's like, like they, they, they drop him in molten well, lava. Yep. I've been saying well, that for like not molten lava, months. but you see him in the morgue. He's got the little t- tag on his toe, and the actor said, like, And then the morgue blows up. Done. See, you don't understand how much this misdirection is for the fall finale. Like, he's going to be back in the no, end no. of the second uh, season. Unless, nope. unless the morgue burned down well, again, and we watched if, his body if, burn. watch the show, the show's ridiculous. If, They'll find a way to bring him back. If... James Spader's character and Liz are going to get together, then her husband's got to be off the show, Wait, right? who killed him? Red? No. No, Red didn't no, kill did him. They, he's alive. Did they find no. his body in a quarry like in Stranger Things? Because maybe he's a stuffed animal. No. He gets stabbed and then he dies. <sighs> oh, he gets stabbed? I don't know. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get shot in the head. Yeah, he's no. coming back. He could, no, he's not coming back, you guys. They could revitalize yeah, him. egg on your face when he comes back. <laughs> they, they could put him in a pool with a mother box and bring him back. Spoilers. <laughs> well, no, no one needs to listen to the end of the show. Great, good job. So, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with this next half of season five. So Cool. Well, I'm I'm glad it's exciting, and I want that guy to fucking die. Yes, he's a bitch. Green Greenwald. <laughs> okay, His we got. <laughs> oh no, it's just like Red Reddington. I'm just making up. Oh, I thought you were making a Harry Potter. <laughs> I've joke. said it like six times, waiting for someone to react. Green. Besides Brad, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were making a Harry Potter like Grindelwald joke, and I, I nope. it was no. just over my head. No, he nope. said it a couple times, but if you say it enough times, it does become exactly. funny eventually. <laughs> Not really. It does. Have you ever seen like airplane and stuff? That's like sticks. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen uh, any Michael Myers joke? Mike Myers. Yeah. You say Michael Myers, you're thinking of we're thinking of Haddonfield, and yeah, know, whatever. That's not funny. It's just pointed. <laughs> oh, man, it's a knife, Brad. It's ah! a fucking knife. I know. I just think it was funny. Why? It is funny. <laughs> this is why we don't put Ryan and uh, and Zach on the same side of the table. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, Zach is rubbing off on it. It's <laughs> uh, an osmosis of unfunny going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't hate the player hate the game I should leave before it affects me <laughs> if you want to be clever come on this side and stop right here and you're good uh, for those of you listening at home I stopped before I got to Zach <laughs> Brad what did you watch this week I'm sorry were you done Corinne? I'm done yeah right. you're good <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was trying, I wasn't really done but I'm done I was, trying, I was trying really hard to get my green green wall joke to land and I just lost it track it didn't one day, maybe Blue Bluington will land. <laughs> I caught it the there first time. That was the good one. <laughs> I caught it the first time, and it was hilarious that first time. So, <laughs> give you that. Uh, yeah, so this week, not a lot. Um, Family Guy season 15. I've been nice. pinging that, but it's, you know, tons of random, random jokes. So I'm not yeah. going to bother so trying to remember that. What I've been enjoying about it is the jokes that are kind of like subtle. Mm-hmm. I think Family Guy's getting really good at it. <laughs> no, they are. So like, there's this episode where Brian goes and works for Home you. Depot. <laughs> and he shows up in the house and he's like, hey, guess what? And so he says, don't say it. And Lois says, oh, look at you, Brian. Bitch. <laughs> like, there's just stuff like that. And there's this part where P- Peter is like explaining to uh, Trisha Takanawa what's going on at the at the brewery. And he's and she's 
She says, did I get the story? He's like, yeah, except your eyes are different or something. It's so stupid because she's Asian. I don't remember. I, the... like, I, um, I couldn't hear it through the like shape of your eyes. Or <laughs> yeah, something. the shape of your eyes. But yeah, that's about the gist of it. <laughs> you know, subtle, like jokes about Asian people's eyes. It is, but it's it... always a good subtle joke. No, it's subtle because it's fleeting. It's not, it doesn't linger on the joke. It's really quick. Yeah. Anytime Brian's a douchebag, it's always funny. That's not what Anyway, I have noticed. Oh, ex- explain to me what subtle means, James. Uh, not pointed or on the nose, like jokes about Asian people's eyes. Anyways, Brad. that's racist. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've only I haven't watched the whole season of that, but um, I'm working my way through it. Um, uh, I, I started watching the Punisher series. Mm. Oh yeah, and that first episode is really badass. Mm. Um, Man, I gotta watch that. I'm only on episode three right now, and so I'm only getting in the middle of the mystery. How many episodes are there? I didn't actually look. I think there's maybe twelve wow. or eight. Yeah. Do you, is this is this going to be the redemption of Marvel TV shows on Netflix? I don't know. I, like I said, I'm only three episodes in, but I, I thought it was really cool how like the v- opening of the show is immediately Frank Castle just gets revenge on all the people that killed his family. Oh, nice! And then I think it takes place. Did he do that? Vacation. Daredevil. Well, no. yeah, the movie. Oh, the, the I thought he did that in the second season of Daredevil. Did he? I couldn't remember because also, what's her name? Like the the lawyer lady comes back, like in Hogarth. Uh, Trin- I don't remember Trinity. her name. Carrie what? Carrie and Fisher. What? Carrie and Moss. No, she's not in. It. Um, she was in the Daredevil series, yeah. um, helping Murdoch. Oh, Karen. Karen. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So like no he, one cares about her. <laughs> but she cares a whole lot about the Punisher God and Frank damn it. Castle. I hate, I hate that whole thing. <laughs> so anyway, he's <laughs> he's Frank Castiglione. Don't do it. No. <laughs> wow. Okay, wow, I guess you're, you're not a good person. Hey, Faggy, if you need a new writer for Dare, uh, for Punisher, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Jeff Loeb. Oh, okay. In charge of oh, yeah. damn. Never TV. mind. Um, but yeah, one of the cool parts of that opening sequence is. Uh, like one of the guys involved with his family's murder, um, he, he flees to Mexico, and uh, he's he goes into the stronghold, and they're having like some kind of crazy party, and then his henchmen are like, "Don't worry, we got this under control." If Frank Castle gets to Mexico, you know we'll take care of him. And then it like zooms out, and Frank Castle's across the border on another building, <laughs> and he fires a sniper shot that takes out the guy. Nice, yeah. So he didn't have to go to Mexico. That's cool. I'd like to see it like a great like. So I still think Punisher Warzone's lots of fun because it's over the top. Because mm-hmm. a dude gets shot with a bazooka while he's parkouring. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty great. <laughs> and uh, but I heard this one's pretty violent, but like in a really gritty kind of cool way. Yeah, like uh, and later, like at the end of the episode, the, the cool part is when you know it's been building up. You know, he spent this most of the episode with this sledgehammer, uh, like working out his demons, and these guys pick on him, and then is it Mjolnir? <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow. It's Milner Light. <laughs> it yeah. fell from the sky after Hella broke it. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. They're in like Iceland, Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, Scotland. Yeah. Um, I just said Scotland. <laughs> so, if you had to give these first three episodes a letter grade, what would you give it? I'd say A. The second one's a B, just because they're setting up the actual storyline. Mm-hmm. Like episode one is just seeing Frank Castle adjusting to life because he also burns his punisher like shirt after he finally gets all the like all the people gets revenge on all the people that crossed him and then he tries to adjust to just being like a um a war vet 
in the real world getting this construction mm-hmm. job and then just like bad things still follow him and he's uh you know every night he goes to sleep and has a nightmare about like there's this cool sequence where his wife's waking up in a dream and it's like really sweet and and, and nice and all of a sudden she stands up and then another dude in fatigue comes right behind her and just shoots her in the back of the head and like wakes him up and it happens like three times in the in the episode because he's just like so I affected thought punisher would be an awesome villain for spider-man in movies because He's kind of an anti-hero, but he goes about things differently. I think it'd be a cool like clash of ideas, but I mean, you'll never see it because. Yeah. Don't they do that with Spider-Man and Deadpool? Uh, I mean, they could. Um, yeah, I thought they did that in the animated series. Did they? I don't know. Yeah. How would you tell their costumes Spider-Man apart, animated. though? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> the one on Disney or something. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's and then I. Uh, I kind of felt like I I got taken away in the third episode, so mm. I didn't get the full effect. But um, it's cool. It's a little bit of a slow burn, but when the action comes, it's awesome. Um, and then uh, Zach and I saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I saw it too. Mm. Oh, mm. yep. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Working and potty training a kid. <laughs> Uh, you clean up pee for every hour on the hour for three days, motherfucker. I don't have an excuse other than if I wanted I to do care. that, I'd hang out with Zach. <laughs> oh, nice. He's already given him sponge baths. <laughs> oh, Zach. Zach has barely said anything this episode. He's he, oh, I, I want a I'm comic book made of all the things they think that happened to me in life. So a giant size. <laughs> I don't want to read that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be in the section for only me to read, so it's fine. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, we saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. What did you think, Brad? Um, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought the ending was... It it didn't go where I expected it to, and I felt like it, it was just kind of... It felt like he wrote this really great story and just didn't know how to really end it for me. I, I know James is completely opposite on that already. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I didn't want... I didn't want, like, going in, I was hoping there was a bit more of a mystery of, like, tracking down the killer uh-huh. of her daughter. Um, but I'm also fine with that not being a thing. But also, where it goes, it's just it just feels like, it's definitely a character piece movie. Like, you just yeah. see people existing and living through this tragedy. And how, like, all their actions, um, as wild as they are, like, just create, like, one little thing creates so much chaos in this town. Um yeah, it just lights a fire uh, for everybody. And, uh, but yeah, after all that like intensity, it just calmly resolves, barely resolves. Yeah, it goes. It just kind of yeah, just rides off in the sunset. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's it, it's rough because of course I can't say anything to you other than that I adore this film and I really love the way it ends. Mm-hmm. But, but that's because it's not about that, right? It's. It's not that pain. Never yeah, it's not goes about away. the ending. But, yeah, it's yeah. well, it's not. No, it it is very much about the ending, but it's about the ending for those two characters and not the ending for the mystery. Mm-hmm. Like the the mystery. The mysteries are red film. herring, in a way, because like that's it, the way it was it's marketed. It's a catalyst. Yeah, it, was, it, it is a catalyst for these people being terrible. What what to me is really awesome and beautiful about this film is that you start off and you have all these archetypal characters, most of whom are completely shitty people or or annoying or just like or there's her who here's this really strong-willed fun woman but he doesn't he doesn't let anyone off the hook and doesn't let anyone be like 
you know one note like everybody has all these shifts to them and they they become these very beautiful real humans throughout the film and like then you get some really rough questions that you have to deal with and then he doesn't give you a resolution Mm -hmm. and i'm a sucker for not getting resolutions um so yeah no i yeah um Ah, yeah, I I really liked it. I still recommend it though, so you definitely should see it. And it's hilarious. It's, yeah, so there funny. are so many good. There, oh gosh, uh, I think I can say this and not spoil it. I think Martin McDonough is the only person who could get away with that little boy's room joke. <laughs> yeah, like that happened. There are so many. It's so really, subtle too. <laughs> really wickedly smart jokes in there. Um, oh, man. The scene, the scene where uh, where Sam Rockwell is talking about how you you have to say colored people torture yeah. is hilarious, and I I think that the interrogation scene is one of the best written character scenes I've seen this year. Like that that interrogation scene is beautiful and heartbreaking, and and like you're watching this great chess like chess conversation where he's like trying to get one up on her and like. You know, there's this power dynamic going on, and then it just breaks and becomes a beautiful moment. And all of Woody Harrelson's letters are just, <sighs> like writing gold. Yes, oh, every everything Woody Harrelson says is just amazing. Let's wait till we've all seen that because like, yeah. one of his letters he, is one so of my favorite opening about. lines in the letters. Oh, yeah, God. it's so hard to talk about. Um, um, but um, man, it's so not what you think. Yeah, this movie was sold correctly to get people inside so that they watch something meaningful. This my, this is one of the best films of the year. Absolutely, hands down. My dad calls it the swearing movie because of the trailer. He's just like, oh, we're going to go see that swearing movie. I've called it Girl Cran Torino. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but no, uh, it's it's funny. It's I, I love what it has to say about grief. I love what it has to say about how we deal with that grief. Um, and it's a very, it, there are times when it's a very tough watch for like, from multiple points of view. And, uh, it's McDormand's great in it. Obviously. Um, Rockwell's amazing in this film. Like this is like, this is Uh, something that deserves Sam Rockwell kind of goes without saying he's like pretty great in everything. You know what I mean? Like he's one of those guys you watch. He's really good in this. Right. But this this is a different, this is, this is, this is is like something that needs to, this is something that like, you've got to watch it. It's like, it's a, and it's a very like, it, it has a lot of relevance to today in a weird way. You know, he wrote this script eight years ago. I know. That's, like, that's when what I saw that, me. I was like, holy, because it is so, you you almost feel like he's too on the nose with, like, current topical things. And then you find out, like, oh, no, this movie, like, this movie was written right after Obama went into office. And you're like, oh, well, then he's clearly not trying to be, like, topical. so obvious. Yeah. If anything, it's kind of like, it's yeah. clashing a, a teeny bit. Was like, that a uh, scene where he goes and beats up the uh, advertising guy? Was that all one shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. Uh, yeah, nuts. and you don't, you don't. Re- it's a really good oneer because you don't notice it until like. I think it does it cut then or does it? I think he he goes all the way downstairs. Yeah, he leaves the police station, think, goes all the way up to the advertising yeah, agency, yeah, and then comes right? back down. <laughs> yeah, and then That's, that it's the new police chief is waiting for. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I can't it's it, you can't 
you can't spoil it, but like Peter Dinklage has one of my favorite uh, monologues in the film. Oh, it's good. I think it's a great monologue. It's, really it's a wonderful. And he's so adorable. Uh, he's just he's oh. just a badass man. I don't mean because he's small. No, his character is just his character is adorable the way that like. I held the, a ladder for you. The guy, yeah, the guy, <laughs> the guy who tries to date Francis McDormand in Fargo is adorable, right? Like he's just ah oh, man. But unlike the guy in Fargo, this guy's not pathetic. He's actually very like right. I, again. Yes, like, yeah. I can't talk about it until everyone's seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Rough. Um, but uh, I I I love the hell out of this film. I I need to uh go back and watch Seven Psychopaths and in Bruges because I, I like Martin McDonough's uh take on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I'll be going back again many times. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And other than that, I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey for nice. finally. And oh, it's so good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So. James? I have 385 moons. Nice. Uh, I, 600 minutes? Just a couple extra things. Uh, I got a chance to see the documentary Score, uh, which is about film music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's good. It's yeah, about an hour and a half long. Um there's some really interesting stuff in there that I didn't know, especially some of the early stuff where they're talking about some of the uh, some of the older uh, composers. Uh, there's a really good like just 20 minutes about John Williams that's just great, you know. But that's always fun. Uh, and there's some cool footage in there that you've, or at least that I've never seen before, of like early sessions with with John Williams and and Spielberg, and um, and then a, a bunch of just great composers that will pop up that you've seen before uh the section on danny elfman is really good the section on um oh shoot what's the guy i'm gonna forget Hans zimmer uh well yeah they no the Hans zimmer section howard good. shore uh howard shore's in it but there's not a section on tyler who's bates the guy? no who's, junkie xl who's the guy who did the uh <laughs> who's the guy who did the score for um shawshank redemption Oh, Thomas Newman? James yeah. Newman. yeah. There's a great section on Thomas Newman that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tom Holkenberg, who did, uh, who, who did Fury, Road. Fury Road, is in there. And they talk about and play some of that score and talk about him making that score. Uh, it's only a few minutes, but, um, but just seeing some of his process is really cool. Um, I watched it on a plane. I think it's, it's well worth especially if you just, yeah, because mostly you're just listening to guys talk and, and listening to music and some of that stuff. Um, so you're it's, listening to music or yeah. you're watching music. Well, no, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you, what I was getting to was like, if you were, I don't know if it's on Netflix or anything. Cause like I said, I, I saw it on a plane. Um, but if you were at the office or you were, if you put it on in the background and you were listening to them talk almost like a podcast, you would be fully entertained by it. Um, so I think it's totally worth, uh, uh, checking out and just listening to those guys talk. Um, there's a couple of guys I didn't really know who they were or some guys who do like some of the, um, some of the scores, like the guy who did like the score for the minions and some of that stuff that I don't know them as well. Um, but it was actually kind of good to hear them talk as well. Cause they had some really interesting, uh, stuff to say. There was uh, no Michael Giacchino, which made me sad, but that's okay. Uh, um, really busy. Yeah. We just score Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess junkie XL is in there somewhere, but, um, what's his real name? That's Tom Holkenberg. Xavier Wong. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. He gets credited as Tom Holkenberg and junkie XL. Yeah. Oh, okay. I always thought it was two different people. No. I mean, oh. That's what he wants sure, to right? Not Xavier Long. Let's look it up. Gotcha. <laughs> it's just a, I guess it just depends on how, how he wants to be credited. Interesting. Well, here they say his, uh, in, he's credited in the Netherlands as Antonius Hulkenberg. Uh, 
They're not brothers, are they? No, I think they're the same person because that looks like him. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like an action hero, Antonio's Hulkenberger. Yeah, because <laughs> literally, like on the soundtrack, his name shows up as two different names. Okay. Um, moving along. Uh, and then the very last thing was I got a chance to see Wind River, um, which is the uh, movie with Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, Box art's awful. The box art is not great. The box art just looks like the Mystic River cover. Yeah. Um, which isn't great. Uh, and it's from Taylor Sheridan, who did Hell or High Water and Sicario. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrote Sicario. And uh, this movie is incredible. Uh, it's really good. So it tells the story of a, like, Jeremy Renner is like a hunter, but he hunts. He He's on... Um, uh, an Indian reservation. An Indian reservation, and basically people bring him in to hunt. Um, the most dangerous game. Yes, actually. So like, really, it start. It starts. He's uh, so like, he's a bounty hunter. No, there's there's like coyotes on a guy's land, and he's called in to go hunt and kill the coyotes so they'll stop killing his animals. Um, so his his job isn't to hunt normal animals. He hunts uh, not prey animals, but predators. Right. Um, so he's there, and he's out in the woods looking for for these coyotes, and comes across this body in the snow um, that is a young uh, American Indian woman from the reservation. Um, and the movie's inspired by true events, is what they say. Basically, like it's inspired by the fact that on reservations, the crime rate is kind of high. Women who go missing don't necessarily get reported all the time, and there's not a whole lot of cops. Um, but uh, because of the murder, Elizabeth Olsen, who's a FBI agent, gets called in. But she's not like a hardcore real FBI agent. She really just call- gets called in to figure out if it's a murder, so that then she can call in like the guys who solve shit. Um, but because this woman basically died from exposure, even though she was clearly like raped and left out in the woods, uh, because it's not a murder, or like she she died from exposure and she didn't die from a gunshot, she can't call in the FBI. And so she ends up partnering with uh, Jeremy Renner to try and solve this murder. Uh, and I'm this is the first 15 minutes. Um, and it's a really beautiful, uh, at times heartbreaking uh, thriller with some really great turns. Uh, I will say there's a couple of really tense moments that are very... I mean, I don't want to say they're like Sicario-level tense, because uh, I wouldn't say they're 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 not shot on that level, um, but certainly, you know, hell or high water, the bank scene early on with the older guy, and then the shootout at the end. Like, there's some similar quality sequences here, uh, and I think a really cool story uh, at the end of the day. Um, totally worth checking out. It's a really easy like hour and a half. Um, like it's you know it's not a huge ask, but it's a it's a great, interesting movie that's worth worth checking out. So. Uh, and it was out on Blu-ray this last week, so I'm sure you can find it somewhere. I'm just sitting here wanting to watch the version where Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen fight the Predator. Mm. Oh, yeah. With and, a bow and, and arrow and yeah. the ability to control things with the mind. Yeah. Yes. Predator's finally made his match. The one thing that I... And there's nothing that can be done, but all of the American Indian actors in this movie are all the guys you've seen in every other movie where they play American Indian. Right? There's like those two guys. Uh, shoot, what are their names? Gil... Or Gus, shoot. Uh, Graham Greene. Uh, West Studi's in there, right? Say again? West Studi. Ooh, 
I don't know that one. Adam Beach. Uh, Gil Birmingham and Graham Greene, who literally play every American Indian in every movie. That guy. He's a good actor. Yeah. No, they're great. But they're like, it just makes me sad that there aren't. And there are some like supporting characters in the movie that I was like, oh, cool. But there's just not a whole lot of American Indian actors, um, which is too bad. So anyway, really good. You should check it out. Zach? Uh, watch a couple things this week. Um, uh, on the documentary front, I watched Price for Gold, uh, 30 for 30 on Tanya Harding because um, I was not really familiar with the uh, subject of the movie Brad Saw I, Tanya. Um, and that shit's nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And they interview uh, Tanya Harding's interviewed throughout the entire movie. Um, uh, Nancy Kerrigan doesn't um, get interviewed at all because she declined to be interviewed. But <laughs> yeah, which I don't blame her. <laughs> no, like Nancy Kerrigan's like, can I just leave this alone? <laughs> yeah. Um, but Tanya Harding, like it be, I'm interested now to see that movie having seen this documentary because everything she says, like, I don't not believe her, but like it raises everything. Every answer she gives raises five more questions, um, just because of the way she presents herself. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the movie, uh, how the movie handles certain scenarios. Um, but it's an interesting story, um, specific, like, and it tackles the media's side in that whole issue. Uh, I think pretty well. Um, it's thirty for thirty, so they usually get directors who know how to do that. On that same note, I, I watched Catching Hell, the Alex Gibney documentary on Steve Bartman, um, who uh, mm. uh, caught the foul ball um, from... Um, Do the Bartman. Moises Alou. Oh, Moises Alou, yeah. And um, that documentary is among the best I've ever seen in my Very life. Fascinating. The Cubs gave him a World Series ring. Yeah. Um, um, last, last year. Yeah, to, then which I'd love to... It'd be cool if uh, Gibney could get Bartman on camera to do like a follow-up to this doc because it's amazing because the first half of the doc or like the first 20 30 minutes is actually about Bill Buckner um, and his uh, foul up quote unquote during the 86 World Series with Boston Red Sox and uh, it's, a, it's eerily similar because that game that happened in game six and they still had to play a whole other game mm-hmm. and same thing in, with the Cubs the Cubs it happened in game six and there's still a whole other game to play, so that they pin these curses on specific people yeah. is really uh, interesting in how sports work. It, it's 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 just it's the mob. It's this weird mob mentality mixed with the cultural history of oh, those yeah. teams and how it's covered by Sports Center and things like that. It's because even when you watch it, he really doesn't even like lean over. Like, yeah, I, I don't even know if Moises Lou is going to make that catch. You know what I mean? No. That, did you have you seen the doc at all? Yeah. Um. Like, they, there's that cool. Like, I. I don't know how accurate it is, but they apparently like digitally removed everyone except for Moises Alou, um, and they confirmed that he probably could have caught it. But like Bartman's not the only one grabbing for it; it's oh, a yeah, bunch yeah. of other people grabbing for it too. Yeah. Um. But um. Things. They showed a bunch of other clips from other chances that the Cubs had. Like one of them was like they were they were doing good, they're on their stretch, and then a black cat like ran out into the field, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's adorable. <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna lose, but that's adorable. Um. But um, what's fascinating is like the the media reaction, the way everything was hyped up. Like it, it's it's this weird thing on public shaming that like it just like I, we got to have a scapegoat, yeah. literal scapegoat. And um, so it was a fascinating doc. It was definitely worth purchasing from Thirty for Thirty. I love Thirty for Thirty. Like that's no, I think it's a great series. They do. It's the only real way I can get interested in sports beyond hockey. And like even then, I haven't caught up on hockey re- lately. So. Um, but if you haven't seen if you haven't seen OJ Made in America, that was thirty for thirties. Like you should check that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, I also did my yearly rewatching of Grizzly Man, uh, directed by Werner Herzog, because every year, uh, at least once, I like to yell at the television, because that movie frustrates the hell out of me. <laughs> you want to be the 80-year-old guy at the movies? That, What's he doing that for? That hat, that hat is so fucking important to this expedition. <laughs> this is So I, I explained like to a friend of mine where I was like, I don't, I, I don't like... I get why the guy does does what he does. He's a lonely recovering addict, quote unquote, who's trying to find some kind of world of peace with himself. But don't fuck with the bears, <laughs> and don't, like don't I, poke the bear. D- don't taunt the bear, Timothy, please. <laughs> um, and like, also, I love I love Werner Herzog as like not I love him as a filmmaker, but I love him even more as a narrator of his own documentaries. Because he gets, like, really, like, high on his own shit. <laughs> and, um, but, like, I love, like, just near the end, it's like, and of all the faces of all the bears. <laughs> um, so it's a great doc. It's still, it still holds up. No, I think it's a good doc. Um, for sure. Yeah. I, I, and I do agree with him. Like, there's really no need to play the tape, but it is, like, one of those things where he holds back and it's like, ah, shit. <laughs> I'm sure she burned it, too. So it's, it's irrelevant at this point. Um. So, but yeah. For the record, we sh- we shouldn't listen to the tape. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I I'm in that boat too. You just, just you just, just have like this. You know. You like yeah. You're like there's that voyeurism that makes you want it. Yeah. But the right thing for humans is to not hear the tape. I agree. I feel the same thing about like Steve Irwin and stuff. Do you really need to see that stuff? No, you, you don't. Know? No, no. But like the way. I would say this the way Herzog. Stop laughing, Brad. <laughs> I was. Just, I'm trying to remember. Was there their Family Guy joke where? Someone gets stabbed in the chest with a stingray. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I don't remember. Though. It's it's the way Herzog pulls it from you because he like he because yeah. he's clearly he, listening. He teases to you with it. Yeah, he he's dangling it in front. Oh, of Oh, this is what, so terrible to hear. I'm confused. So, There's, do you know the story of Grizzly Man? No. Okay, I'm my bad. Um, Grizzly Man is the story of this part this, man, part bear. <laughs> <laughs> All grizzly oh, evil. That's, is it Grizzly Adams? No. Um, uh, Tim... this, Timothy Treadwell yes. was a um a nature uh, was a bear Hippie. enthusiast, right? Who um not a, not an ecological expert or environmentalist. He's a bear enthusiast. He was a camper who, who yeah camper who went out to federally protected wildlife he was. to prov- to I guess provide further protection from t- for the bears. On already federally protected well, land. He, he would document himself going out and spending time with these bears, and then he would do all of this actually pretty good work about, like, he'd make these videos and then go and, like, talk to kids about bears and, like, was trying to spread word. To never solicited a fee or anything like that. Started yeah, his own. Like, some of what he was doing was really nice. Like, there's a side to Timothy Treadwell that is, like, a good guy. But so this was a real with, person. Yeah, he's, as he's, with everyone who is a manic depressive. He's also got a not great side to him. He's 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 a little misguided at points, and there's a lot of narcissism that pops out in his character. But Werner Herzog uh, did a documentary assembling the footage that he shot. But the 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 the, the catalyst for the story is is that Timothy and his girlfriend were eaten by a bear, um, uh, like in two thousand two, two thousand three, yeah. um, and part of the documentary deals with people reacting to his death and like uh, like Timothy's ex-girlfriend gets the watch that Timothy was wearing when he was eaten and it's still running and it's 
all this kind of like crazy nonsense. It's, it's a beautiful piece of cinema, but it's also a very frustrating piece of cinema. Yeah. Cause just from my, my personal opinion is like, you know, like I just like, I get it, man. You're trying to, you're trying to find some semblance of happiness after like drowning yourself in booze and pills or whatever, but don't fucking taunt the bear, you yeah. know, like it, those are animals. <laughs> like they will hurt you. And like, there's a lot of people who make the same point, but I love at the same time how he, his heart is in the right place. So, but like, like I say, I watch it every year because it's it's it 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 gets the most emotion out of me out of anything during the year, and I like to. Vent. So it's cathartic for you. Yes, very much so. <laughs> it reminds therapeutic. Me, it, it, yeah, it, <laughs> it it reminds me every year, Zach. You can lean over the edge, but don't walk out onto it like your wily e. coyote. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, uh, I was trying to find a BBC show to watch for whatever reason, and I found Vicious uh, with Ian McKellen and Derek Jacobi, and it's a oh, sitcom, yeah. and it's oh, it's pretty, it's it's cheeky fun, um, to 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 use a British expression. Um, it's like a it's a an ex major actor <laughs> and his life partner are living in an apartment building or complex with. Uh, uh, another elderly woman across the hall and like I've only seen the first two episodes but the pilot is is like they're older men they're older gay men living together and then a new young man moves in across the hall and so it's about Ian McKellen and Darren Jack Derek Jacoby hitting on a young guy and it's hilarious as fuck I love it um and um I watched Mr. Holmes again uh, and I love the fuck out of that movie. Um, Ian McKellen is is a great Sherlock. That Holmes. is a really good movie. It's it. I remember seeing it in theaters two years ago, and I I was stunned by how how good it was. And then I didn't know Bill Condon directed it until after the movie was over, and I was like, oh, that makes sense that Bill Condon would do a good job at something. <laughs> He's like he Except only for Twilight because fuck Twilight. That's not his fault. Yes, <laughs> that's not his fault. Leave him alone. I mean, he, but think about it. Was he really trying? No, no he needed. He, mo- he wants money. <laughs> exactly. He, he, needed he to didn't need to try with Twilight. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. But anyway. But yeah, Mr. Holmes, great fucking movie. Um. It's on Prime right now, so you can check it out for free. Um. Ooh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Um. Uh, rewatched the Peanuts movie as well, Ooh. and uh, I love the Peanuts movie. I think the Peanuts movie is amazing. Um, I thought you said something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he likes that one too. He watches it every year, <laughs> more like every day. Yeah. It's a cell phone video. It's a big emotional reaction out of The Peanuts movie is very cathartic for me. <laughs> Sorry, the Peanuts. It's very movie. cather for me. Um, oh, the Peanuts movie is cute. It's I, I love. Um, uh, just the way they well the animation's stunning and whatnot, but like I remember when the first trailer came out for it and I wasn't the most excited for it because it felt too commercialized but like you watch that movie like it's not it's on point with everything the, that Schultz would have written like the 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 the, uh, the mentality is there in the correct format you so I really love over it. there probably just tired he's a he's a he's a yeah i have to listen to zach talk about his movies for like 30 minutes no actually i'm done so (laughs) that's all i watched this week you don't want to talk i I was really done (laughs) trailed off there sitting over here talking about bears and bear penises and man but in all the penises and all the bears (laughs) (laughs) i find no kinship with this bear penis (laughs) 
What the oh, fuck? God. Werner, Her- <laughs> yeah. Werner Herzog narrates porn. I'm going to make that a reality at some point. Uh, I watched just a few things these last couple of weeks. Uh, watching War for the Planet of the Apes on 4K is pretty amazing. Ooh. Uh, so we get it. You have a 4K TV. No, no. The, <laughs> the, the, the CGI uh, that it's created by motion capture and that you spend the whole movie following these motion captured characters is pretty amazing. There's barely any humans in that movie. I, no. yeah. I, I forget. Keep forgetting. Except for Woody Harrelson. Except for Woody Harrelson. Uh, so the movie's really great. It's one of my favorite of the year. Um, I also got... So when I was young, I loved this movie called They Call Me Bruce. And it's this really like hokey kung fu movie. You described it before sometime this year. Yeah. So it came out on Blu-ray, which blows my mind because it's like not a great movie. But... So this guy in it, he looks like Bruce Lee, and everyone calls him Bruce, but his real name isn't Bruce. Um, and there's, like, goofy lines. Uh, he's This one girl wants to be his girlfriend, and she says, I've never made love to an Oriental man. And he says, neither have I. It's really stupid <laughs> shit like that. Um, but it's really funny. It's a PG movie, so it's all, like, goofy humor like that. And him training to be like Bruce Lee and just, like, destroying his house. It's totally stupid, but I really like it. Uh, it's fun. Uh, I, I watched The House, which is the Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler movie. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. Actually, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, Jeremy Renner is featured pretty heavily in the like marketing, and he's in it for like three minutes. <laughs> um, if you yeah, if you look at like he's in like uh, he's on the back cover of the Blu-ray. Oh, he's weird. mentioned in it, and he's in it for like three minutes. Hmm. Um, Remind me again, what's the premise? Uh, so they Will buy Ferrell's, a house. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler's daughter is going to college, and they don't have any money, so they open a casino with uh Who's Jason Manzoukas. Thank you. He's like in everything now and I can never remember his name. He's uh, really he's great. Rob Rafi. Yeah. yeah. He's really funny on uh how did this get made? It's yep. a podcast. Is he? Okay. Uh, he's... What's up jerks? <laughs> <laughs> he's really great in it. Uh he kind of steals the movie, but they also have really He usually does. Yeah, they have these really funny bits where you can tell they're just still going. I mean, there's just he has this gambling problem and so Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler go over to his house and him and his wife are like arguing and screaming at each other. And they're standing in like the living room, like they're not there. And I forget what he says. I don't know. You have to watch it. It's it's a really funny movie, though. It's it's better than I thought it was going to be, to tell you the truth. Because I didn't think the trailers were that funny. Um, but sometimes when you're bored and you just want to watch something, that's um, what I watched. Uh, so it's not Money Pit with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. No. Okay. <laughs> Close. <laughs> uh, and and the last thing I uh, rewatched is I rewatched Free Fire with. Hmm. Uh, Brie Larson, um, and that movie's still pretty fun, and a bunch of other people. But most importantly, Brie Larson. Yeah, she's pretty great in it. Um, it's really unusual because it, the movie is about thirty minutes of a setup for a selling of guns between two people, and, and then it, it takes place in real time. It takes place in real time, and then it's a shootout for the last hour and like ten minutes. Um, Army Hammer's really great in it as kind of the suave, good-looking dude. Um, and each character, uh, they're just, it's a funny movie. I, I really like it. You know, at one point he was up for playing Batman, and, you know, if Ben yeah. Affleck doesn't want to do it, maybe give him a call. Yeah. I, I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was like, like the rumor take it floating over around now. right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I heard. The rumor was that if, he, if, if Ben Affleck hadn't done it, that that was who they were talking about. Wasn't it? But the- like. Uh, what's that? Fam- there was a Family Guy gag where it's like Jared Leto, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, it's like something, a, someone it's else uh, Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, it's like a Family Feud. It's, it's like, um, was it? I'm really sad, but oh fuck, it's great yeah. though. It's which Jared is it? Look like you're always tired, Jared or Jake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, 
it's fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, I about this time of year, I start rewatching movies from th- this year to see where I they kind of fall towards the end of the year for me. Um, <laughs> Some explosions coming up. Yeah, not that far away. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Free Fire is teetering on mine because it's pretty fun to watch. It's free on Prime, so I might check it out this week. You should. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I want. You'll have to week. go see Murder on the Orient Express. I know. Ryan. I got to get that in. I got to find a way to fit all this in. Have you read it? Do you know oh, yeah, how yeah, it yeah, ends? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen the 74 movie, too. 74, 73? Something yeah, like that. Something like I I've seen that one. 73, 74. Um, but yeah, I've read it, too. I, I really like Agatha Christie. I, I got into her uh, because I heard Friday the 13th is uh, uh, somewhat based on Ten Little Indians, hmm. which is... You need to watch that, and then there were none miniseries I was talking about last week. Okay, You would cool. love it. Sweet. I'm down. Um yeah, because I think she's a great writer. I think she's even from stuff from like the '30s has great. Uh, her characters are really well. When she's written. not being racist. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. again, graded on a curve. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I forgive stuff from back then, as long as it's not you know super crazy. Excuse, um, not forgive. Excuse. Yes. You should listen to the Dead Authors podcast with Agatha Christie. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I watched this week. Cool. I had fun. And I'll just say, I really hope Ben Affleck does a Batman solo movie. That's my. Yeah. But I, it's almost like people want him not to be Batman, but they always say how good he is as Batman, and that's those rumors always spread. And he's never really said that he's not going to do it. I think it's just. I don't know where those come from, mm. honestly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, speaking of which, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Justice League. Did we not do the Alamo Draft House thing? No. We didn't. We missed it. I was also going to say we didn't do Art House Asshole, but Henry, you didn't send us anything again. I thought <laughs> Art House Asshole was over. No, he was bringing no, no, it no. back not, for not the festival. He might be working watching. on uh, finals or something. Yeah. Just coming up. That guy is in school. Christmas break. But go see movies at the Alamo. Yeah, there's probably some good stuff. Probably. I know they're celebrating Guillermo del Toro this month, so, you know, go see, um, actually, I want to see Shape of the Water, hopefully. um, Yeah. When's that coming out? December. December. December what? 7th? Sure. It's either before or after Star Wars. Well, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt they would open on the same day. (laughs) It's either before or after Star Wars. Narrow it down to those four weeks. It's either before or after a Tuesday. I did see the trailer for The Greatest Showman, and it was like... December 21st or something was the opening date. And I'm like, yeah, who's going to go see that? All the people who don't want to see Star Wars for the fifth Uh, time? Or or, or me. And then I'll go see Star Wars again after it. I I want to see Hugh Jackman beat P.T. Barnum. Like, I'll just see Hugh Jackman. I want to see. Yeah, yeah. You want to see Hugh Jackman teaming up with a bunch of circus freaks to change the world. They're not Maybe freaks or taking Zach. advantage of. They're people. Yeah. <laughs> They're performers. Yeah. They like pink. They don't mind the term freak show. <laughs> Watch some documentaries. Oh my gosh, do we have to do? This? Are we waiting for Brad to I'm trying to find the shape of water and it's like not even Yeah, oh, I, I think think you were pulling mm, up. It's like December 9th or something. It's the week yeah. before Star Wars, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, should people go see Justice League, Corinne? Oh, I, I thought we were going to do Alamo. Okay, I guess not. <laughs> we did. We Just did. move on. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> kind of similar to last week. Go see it if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> it's 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 not... I think if you don't like any of the DCEU movies, you're not going to like this one. If you're already a DC fan, I think you'll enjoy it. So do what you want, people. Yeah. Zach? 
No. God, it's like the Jeffrey Dean Morgan of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go see this movie. It's garbage. Brad? Um, so on Thursday I saw it and I had one opinion of it and then I got to see it a second time on Saturday morning and I wasn't critiquing it as hard the second time around. Um, it's a very fun movie. Uh, the characters Is are entertaining. Though? Yes. <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let him finish. This is my opinion. <laughs> I'm, I can, yeah. Um, yeah, the characters are fun, um, but and it, like the humor is really, really good. But the uh, I was telling everyone, it's the perfect movie by focus group because mm-hmm. it has like this dual tonality of Zack Snyder's um, epic, but also you know all the corrections that the fanboys wanted in the uh in the justice league made at the same time so like there's these two competing things going on and then um yeah it it also feels very exhausted like there's not a ton of those dynamic snyder visuals um a lot of the movie feels like it's been reshot on a green screen um so yeah um i'd say it's still worth seeing because it i think it's uh, a lot of DC climbing out of a hole that they've dug and they're almost out of it. I think, um, as long as they, you know, they, they got to ditch something either the, like the visuals have to change or they go all in or, or they stick with like, you know, I like man of steel a lot and I liked how it uh, explored mythology and, uh, you know, people's dependence on heroes and stuff like that. And, you know, those kinds of ideas are stripped entirely out of this movie. It's, it's a straight up, like, a, point A to point B, fight the villain, get on to the next movie. Mm. So, James, nobody picks on Brad when he overexplains his opinion. Uh, I actually really had a good time with this movie. No, I didn't. This movie's really boring. Um, I, 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 it's not terrible. Like, there's actually a lot of really good parts in it. I think there's some some character scenes that are good. Um, and. Uh, but I would agree with pretty much everything that Brad said. I, I think there's there's a lack of passion in some of the filmmaking that even like things that I loved in Man of Steel just aren't here. Um, but on the other side, the nice thing is that I wasn't confused or frustrated by why anything was happening uh, because the story is so simple that I was like, oh, all right, well, this is why we're here and what's going on. So I'm not like I'm not yelling at the screen. But I'm also, like, not super into it. Um, I feel like it takes a long time for them to do very simple things. Um, but by the end, I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then we'll talk about why Ivan Ooze is in this movie um, later. But, Ryan? Uh, this film was hard for me because every time I felt I was being taken out of it, I would be sucked back in. And I think that's a lot because I could actually pinpoint Joss Whedon in it. <laughs> and I think it's because I know him so well. Um and I watched so much of his stuff, but I, I, I there would be parts where I'm like, okay, this is kind of dragging for me. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be sucked back in with, you know, with a line with Batman. Um, he says to uh, Wonder Woman, you know, I spent $2 million on the security. And she says, yeah, it looked expensive. Yeah. Like stuff like that. I love um, the villain is whatever. <laughs> um, and he, and I think again, I said this with Batman, Superman, is these characters have not earned some of this stuff right where Marvel went a different way. It's like, okay, yeah. Ant-Man wants a movie. You don't have to explain why he's in civil war. Right. Uh, 
Aquaman is fun, but I had problems. There's inconsistencies in his story. Um, and I'll talk about it in the spoiler part. So, yeah, I do think you should see this movie. I actually had fun in the movie, and it, it got me back. Uh, the, one of the tag scenes, I'm like, oh, that's totally Joss Whedon. And uh, <laughs> and then the, I think the second tag scene was really fun. Um, and that that's the, uh. my frustrating thing with DC movies is there's parts of them where I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing? And then I'll be sucked right back in. And when I mentioned earlier, I think I think Affleck is a great Bruce Wayne and Batman. I think he needs his own movie because he has moments in here. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if you could be focused. But there's also times when I'm seeing them fight Steppenwolf. I'm like, he's really out of place. Yeah. Because of who he is, not because of the actor, or because of Batman. It's like, well, they're fighting a guy he can't stop. And so he's going to shoot a gun at Parademons. Out of place. That's yeah. Like I was saying before about it feeling like an exhausted movie. Like they have all these great, amazing characters, and it, this movie feels like they don't know what story to put them in. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, here's a trailer for Justice League. Weekend, Diana. Me? Huh. Nothing very interesting. The world remains in mourning after the death of the Superman. And where is the Gotham Bat? The mass vigilante has been a no-show. He said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. We don't have any more time. Something is coming. Now protect us here. where one's biggest concerns were exploding wind-up penguins. This is crazy. Honestly, I think we're all gonna die. Each of us, in some way, is held back. Don't engage alone. We'll do this together. It's really cool. You guys seem ready to do battle and stuff, but I've never done battle. Push some people and run away. Relax, Alfred. I'll take it from here. Uh, do, do I know you? Superman was a beacon to the world. He didn't just save people. He made them see the best parts of themselves. I don't recognize this world. We don't have to recognize him. We just have to save it. 
many of you are there? Not enough. Do you really think that... Oh, wow, they just, they really just vanish. Huh? Oh, that's rude. said you'd come. Now let's hope you're not too late. I'm not saying don't see it, but it is garbage. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Like, you did I, say don't see it yeah. like five <laughs> minutes ago. I, 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 I know, but like, well, okay, so last year I vehemently defended Batman v Superman as something Batman worth v watching. Superman. I'll yeah. do it right now. It's, uh, it's called Batman V Superman. Oh, um, I just call it Batman Superman because that V is really yeah. stupid. Um, <laughs> and it's a worse it's a criminal case, guys. <laughs> In the criminal justice system, <laughs> um, there's a the last on a crypt. I defended it as I my opinion was Marvel is has a rock and roll style to them, and DC kind of goes operatic, kind of gothic, and. I liked that they were going to maybe stick to their guns with it, but when everybody bitched and moaned, they retooled Suicide Squad. Wonder Woman in the first... I don't know if they touched Wonder Woman or not, but whatever they did with Wonder Woman, they got it right. Well, it's because it's not bogged down by everything else. I I hate this cop-out. Those are... Wonder Woman has a better written character. Mm -hmm. The problem with these movies are they don't give a shit about the character. There is one really good character scene in this movie where I think Barry Allen's pretty good. I think Barry Allen, I, I, I have an emotional connection to Barry Allen. I like the scene where he goes and visits his dad. I, I get a sense of him wanting to be impressive but not feeling like he is and not knowing how he can help. Like That's a character that even as a small side character with as much screen time as a Hawkeye in a, you know, uh, well not in Avengers 1, but in Avengers 2, like with a small amount of screen time, I get to like that character. But I don't like any of the other ones. And even the ones I like, they waste so much time on shit that doesn't matter. Like, it's not... Yeah, I, I just... I disagree with that, That like, easy excuse for... It's not an excuse. Not this characters. is what they were going for until everyone shit on it. Yeah, and then I they just... changed everything. Everything was re-edited for Suicide Squad. Yeah. And, what again, I Wonder Woman, they... They they only had to do one or two things, but like they, they Justice League was heavily chopped up, heavily edited. Twenty percent of that movie is yeah. brand new. Sure, it felt inconsistent. They don't know what tone they want. I could tell that this movie was rushed to get it to its release date, and not just because of visual effects, but in terms of just cuts that were made. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of weird edits mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The pacing feels weird in yeah. some of those scenes. The score is all fucked up as if they had to slice it up in order to yeah. make the score fit to the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a feeling you're going to get a director's cut next year. Oh, but hell who, yeah. Who director? Like, Justin Ultimate even put cut. His name According to the news, Zack Snyder hasn't even seen the movie, so he doesn't even know how it looks. Right. Yeah. I appreciate Joss Whedon's like humor added to it, mm-hmm. but I still want to see Zack Snyder's version. Mm-hmm. No, no, I agree. I and think that... narratively... Well, didn't they... I mean, they had, like, the whole preview clips of, you know, Bruce Wayne going to recruit all of them with the little jokes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was way before yeah, that Joss Whedon was, was, yeah. was Snyder. They yeah. were clearly doing yeah. something. Uh, yeah, but I feel like that, like, the Grey Robbing scene might be a Whedon edition. Yeah. I yeah, and I think, too... Because um, Superman's whole uh, resurrection feels like it's been redone. 
Yeah, well, I actually think one of the biggest moments when I could tell it's a Whedon re- uh, rewrite mm-hmm. is a scene that Batman has with Wonder Woman, and he's talking about Steve Trevor. To me, that feels like a Joss Whedon moment because yeah. um, it's more. Zack Snyder's a great visual filmmaker. I think sometimes he misses character beats a lot, um, and that let the characters kind of be the characters. And I, I like the idea of Batman being a jerk to inspire him and his reasoning behind it where he's like you know i'm not the person they need and it was the first time i was like okay i kind of miss superman yeah you know because i think uh henry cavell is good i do i miss because i when i did my comic book thing i missed the superman where he's happy you know i miss that good superman well good news ryan because he's in this movie he's not really he's, in this no movie. but he does have <laughs> I, I think the scene he's where in it. I think the scene yeah. with Lois Lane at the farm is pretty good. No, no, no. no it felt weird. Yeah. yeah. First of all, it looked it, weird. I was confused yeah. the first time I saw it because I thought like they ended the scene. They said like, "Hey, did you call Martha?" Like, "No, I thought you did." And then she just showed up, and I was like, "No one called her." And then Martha got, which by the way, Metropolis to Kansas. How long? No, is I it? thought the exact same thing. <laughs> What's the logistics on this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second time I, I heard the line, it was. Uh, he says, you called Martha because he can hear the truck coming. No, yeah. I was trying to so, tell you that yes, oh, yeah, the I, other I, day. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was fine. And I like when <laughs> Superman's able to be Clark Kent. Yeah, when he fights Steppenwolf, it's great. That whole sequence to me of, hmm. which also I mean, is, disagree, is, is very much a, well, not the, sorry, not the Smallville, the sequence of them waking him up and then he's like, weirdly angry for some reason. Mm-hmm. And like, and he's not angry. It's not a great season six of Buffy we bring Buffy back and she's angry because she was in heaven and you ripped her out of somewhere great like there's not a great understanding of a motivation there other than like I guess he doesn't remember who he is and then Cyborg shoots him with a rocket because I guess he just does like that sequence doesn't make a lot of sense and then also makes the heroes look stupid because they their whole goal is we have to make sure Steppenwolf doesn't get this box and they do not give box. a shit about the fact that it has launched across the parking lot. And then like, once he gets the box, they like take a timeout and like yeah, they're recu- like, well, we gotta we gotta let Superman <laughs> heal up. I'm like, wait, we gotta no, let Superman he flies throw- away. In the flashback, like he got the boxes and it took minutes to start destroying <laughs> the world. And they don't give. It. And I was just like, and then they can get to Russia in like two minutes. And all of this feels like Zack Snyder DC movie. Like yeah. that is all the weird, confusing, bogged down in dumb plot. But that, I'm ga- used that gag to. with Superman seeing Flash, like as he's trying to restrain Aquaman and Wonder Woman, he sees the that Flash. That's a fun gag. Yeah, that was really good. And I, I, I agree with Zach in one respect. Is I think why what Zach was getting at is why Wonder Woman works is they kind of let it happen. They didn't interfere too much. Where in these ones you can see course corrections all the time, yeah. and it's like just let him tell the story. It's not yeah. cohesive, exactly. Yeah. You don't, and I think that's maybe and the biggest draw back from the DC stuff or the Marvel stuff is yeah, it fits in a corporate thing, but they let you know uh, John or, John Watts make Spider Man or Taika do uh, Thor Ragnarok. Exactly, they yeah. just let him do it, and, and then it either succeeds or fails. And it, it, but the movie ends up betraying itself because it doesn't even like it doesn't actually I think bring its main theme to a close of Superman's dead, 
hope is gone and that creates this opportunity and then at the end like there is that quick little scene but there's no real emotional weight there's the quick little yeah. scene of like wonder woman is is getting involved now but i don't think there's great weight to that no i agree where I, like i said they don't earn it and it, yeah. and it's also confusing because i'm like you know here's an opportunity i thought it was obvious i was like oh you have you have like an amazon army and an aquanauts army who their job was to protect this box and they fucked up and even though the whole world is on the line, they're like, ah, let, here, Aquaman, go deal with this. Would you? Well, it's your job to go f- go fix our shit. And I did. Think I thought it... they were going to show up at the end and like be that sign of hope and like, like, like basically say like, hey, even if there wasn't a Superman, there's a lot of big, powerful people who can protect us and like bring that hope back. And then they did. I was just confused. I was like, why are they not here? Also. Clark Kent had a funeral. How are they going to explain that Clark Kent's alive again? I wondered the same oh, thing. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I thought it was I didn't think of that. absolutely stupid how all the Amazons went out like little bitches. And then, like, two um, Atlanteans can, like, hold Steppenwolf at bay for at least a few minutes. But I, I thought the I thought the choreography of that sequence was cool, especially oh the the shot where like she wraps it with the with the with a rope and the arrow and shoots that forward to the other women. Yeah, all of that stuff seemed cool, except for my biggest problem with this movie, which is everything, everything that's looks CG. like a video game. Actually, it looks worse than video games, and I don't even play video games. It looks like a God of War three mm. cutscene. So it, it and that's it. my biggest actually my biggest issue with the movie because I thought the movie was fun. Uh, but is like I didn't understand the Aquaman stuff because so they they show these like ancient things of him with the three mother boxes, but then they say he's never been to Atlantis and Mara doesn't even know who he is and did how he did he, he never know knew Atlantis? Yeah, and I how thought does... he like just left. Yeah. Maybe he only no, comes he was, back. Yeah, to... no, he it's left. like he was exiled or something yeah. as a baby. Yeah, and then he knows how to get there, but how did he know to go there? I also I don't know. have weird. no well, idea what his powers are in this movie. Uh, I he think can he can swim underwater. Well, he, but says, he can also fish. he can jump like Hulk. He's really so strong. He, he's, like he, he has fly. he's extra human. So like he's stronger than a human is. He can jump farther than humans can. Are he can take Aqu- a step with axe to the chest, unlike are, everyone else. Are all Aquanaut people like that? Yeah, or just him? Well, he's probably the strongest among them. But yeah, all Atlanteans are they're kind of like Amazons, but they just live underwater. Okay, and it's like there's a his... line that says they were exiled to the bottom of the sea or something like that. So. Yeah, well, it's like because his mom was the queen of Atlantis, but she had an affair with a surface dweller, and that's where he came from. And so, so she like left Hercules. him. She left him with his dad, so he was raised on land, and then he eventually, not in this movie, but he discovers his Atlantean roots and that he can breathe underwater and talk to fish and all that crap. Well, remember, he says but he doesn't talk to fish. He talks he to talk the water. To fish? Whatever. <laughs> he can communicate with yeah. sea life. <laughs> I mean, Batman said so. But yeah, I mean, it was. I thought that this movie, like the first half of it, was very rushed and felt weirdly paced. And it's like, I know these characters and I know their backstories, but if someone came in just completely unaware of who the hell Aquaman is, what the hell is Cyborg about. You know, obviously, Batman and Wonder Woman are iconic (laughs) enough. You kind of get the gist of them. But, um, and I didn't like the Flash in this version. I thought he was, I did not like, I mean, I like the Flash as the character, but this iteration where he's like awkward and weird and has problems socializing with people compared to the CW show where Barry Allen has like a bajillion friends and is one of the nicest guys 
and most personable people ever. Anyone shut up about Iris? Fucking hate that show. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because they're raised together, but yeah. Anyway, um, but then like in that last third when they are actually like fighting Steppenwolf in Russia, and especially once Superman shows up, I really did feel like this was a Justice League movie because it had enough of that wit and that heart and that humor. Um, like when he shows up and like he and Cyborg are teaming up to separate the mother boxes and when they like send Flash to go rescue the civilians and things like that, like that's when it really felt like yeah, a Justice that, League movie That was for a me. great joke where the Flash saved the family on the <laughs> truck and Superman <laughs> flies by with the whole building. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Which also to me, the whole I time I couldn't help but... I thought all the people were running it... away. Yeah. Why are they still in the building? I couldn't help but feel this like weird... Zack Snyderiness to like there's one family in this whole town that we follow like that we've got to protect and then like apparently there's an apartment complex full of people too yeah. but it's and Batman's just shooting rockets at all the buildings yeah like it's a weird <laughs> again like just never feels realistic um, um, I, I feel like there's so many fun I, so like I love the beginning of this film uh, with the uh, video um, the camera yes! thing I think I that is a in. I think that's a brilliant way to open that film uh to to kind of inform you of what's going on with Superman's whole deal. And I actually love the opening credit sequence with the montage like everybody knows and like how the mm-hmm. world is grieving the death of Superman. And then we get into um I can't remember I'm, I'm trying to remember right now did Wonder Woman happen before Batman fought the Parademon? I think there's the Parademon first. Okay, when actually Bat- yeah, 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 it was the Parademon. So there's Parademon this, was I'm trying first. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Okay, so I, Batman I, stops a criminal. That's the point. Leaves him on the beast. I don't know, but he he's letting him dangle, and then the Parademon shoots up. As soon as the Parademon showed up, I'm like. Okay, I'm shutting my brain off. Like I, I, I know where this is going. Like I, I, I don't need to be told. They say he can't be killed. They say he drinks blood. <laughs> and then Batman <laughs> leaves the criminal there. <laughs> That's not Who Batman. Is this Batman? That, I was waiting that, for him to just like shoot a, a net back at that guy to hold him there. That, um, and that and he like, didn't. So like I just shut the brain off and like I loved Wonder Woman's uh, whole thing with oh, the yeah, terrorists whatnot. Awesome. Except I, why is she standing on the scales of justice while people are being shot at? Why uh, did she go all the way up there? <laughs> yeah. Why is she suddenly the Flash, and she can like block yes. eighty bajillion bullets in like two seconds? Oh. I'm guessing because <laughs> like in that scene they're showing it's the perspective of average people and she probably seems way faster than she really yeah. is to them. Yeah, but um, Wonder Woman is not the strength. Flash. Huh? Yeah. Well, to humans, like when she's fighting Steppenwolf, like he's also fast, so like everything seems slowed, like normal yeah. speed. Well, that I mean, even remember in uh, the movie, she's still deflecting bullets and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, she does that. Yeah. But it was it, the way it's shot is just very different than the yeah, way Patty Jenkins did it. Also, yeah. it feels more like realistic somehow because it feels it almost it's more of a Jedi thing, as if she knows where they're gonna shoot. Like it's a, it's closer to a Captain America tactical. I can deflect bullets not because I'm fast, but because I know you're going to shoot here next, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, it feels more like That's not the movie. she can move really fast. Yeah. Well, there is a sting Dude. of it orchestral, uh, or, or of an orchestral version of it, not with mm-hmm. the guitar. The most exciting part of the score is the last two seconds of the sc- of the credits. I, I miss the trailer score. Like that was such a heroic theme. Yeah. In the trailer, he and... plays the good Danny Elfman Batman score, just a little bit of it at the very very end of the credits, and I was like, oh. uh, he does it too when he jumps in. Uh, uh, I think one we, of the things, and then when and he appears he... for like on the statue for Gordon yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. he. 
in my opinion, abuses the John Williams Superman score in the yeah. in the waking up Superman. Yeah. I didn't even sequence. notice it. Yeah. It's very. Oh, it was subtle. the only thing I had to pay attention to because I had to watch that scene. So also in the tunnel, Barry gets shot in the leg, and then he suddenly doesn't have oh. his powers anymore. So Batman has to carry him. I don't him think he gets shot. The... I think he gets, he gets like shot. Sprains his ankle or something. No, oh, he got I... a hole in his. Like oh. he took a like a laser, what, like a parademon laser to shot to the leg. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, like Batman's like carrying him to the uh, whatever the crawler, the crawler, nightcrawler. I was like, why does Batman ha- like he's still fast, right? And, and the greatest Easter egg in this is a dude who created Cyborg, also created Skynet. Yeah, Joe oh. oh, the janitor. That's like the <laughs> butler from totally. Spider-Man Three. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we never found out what happened to him. Yeah. Oh, the, or no, the, wait, he was in the thing with Steppenwolf. Yeah. So that poor science also, wait, woman. How did his wife know that he'd been kidnapped by aliens? <laughs> so the scientist woman that um, uh, there are Steppenwolf... no answers to your questions, Grim. <laughs> we can't help you. Steppenwolf snaps her neck, <laughs> so and then stupid. he just like throws away the next the janitor guy. <laughs> like that poor woman. Yeah. <laughs> Why she get like? Yeah. So his only Steppenwolf's <laughs> only interesting line is when he says like, "Why is everyone?" Telling me they have families, like that's a, right. like a great meta joke. Yeah. yeah, most of his dialogue is garbage. Yeah. Like I'm a god. All praise to Dark Side. Yeah. All praise to Mother. And I'm like, if only Dark Side was in this movie. Yeah. He, well, he says his name once. I know. Uh, which it's honestly, dumb. I'm fine with because most likely, I mean, from what, from reading the tea leaves of what was done to this film, I think there was some other just nonsense to make the movie longer and talk about Dark Side that got cut out because. It doesn't matter in this movie. Um, like it, uh, but it should. But, I mean, he's the big bad. But the, the big, but the he's biggest not in bad. this movie. He's not interesting in this movie. Like, Steppenwolf's not interesting in this movie. I know. I would that's take the Dark Side. <laughs> uh, if if Dark Side was the villain, it would have probably been better. But the uh, <laughs> see why Marvel's smarter what? is when's the last time you saw Thanos. Right, mm-hmm. uh, four years ago. Right, it, yeah. They just take. Well, no, no, no. Because he's in. He's at the end of uh, Guardians Two, or uh, Avengers Two. Oh yeah, he's at the end of Avengers. Maybe Where Ragnarok. Uh, well, that ship is his. Yeah, yeah. but the uh, I I want to understand why. Oh, spoilers! <laughs> Steppenwolf shows up in Batman Five Superman, and <laughs> he looks awesome. I don't think he's in the theatrical cut. He's though. No, he's in the yeah. ultimate. Cut. But he looks. Awesome. Yeah. And then we get Ivan Ooze with a helmet, and he looks fucking terrible. I think some executives came in and said, like, he needs a face. They it's couldn't even do motion capture awful. for him. It's Syrian Hines. It's just the voice. Every yeah. scene where he's in it looks like a shitty video game. It does. And it's so distracting. It is. I mean, It reminded me of the CGI problem, for Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. If the CGI in this movie was good, I would I would be much happier because so often I just got pulled out by like, oh, God, like, why does this whole sequence just look fake? Like, not even... They like, could have just done the CGI body, put fake. like an actual human face in the cat in the yeah. helmet. I don't or, know why they wanted to do that. Or have him have have him be the same model, but take the helmet off from time to time, and then give him a cool face. I mean, but fuck! Like, Benedict Cumberbatch did motion capture for a dragon. We can't even get Siri and Heinz to do motion capture for a face. These are the same people who thought it was a good deal, good idea to take a like soft-spoken-looking British guy and put him inside of a helmet and make him try to be the villain in Wonder Woman, like. I, I, why why is this what you did? Did you read the credits? Ares was in this movie. I, I'm guessing he was in the 
this the exposition. He's like waving in the background. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey guys. When Steppenwolf first attacks. Yeah. The Green Lantern was in it. Yeah, that was or, a, or a Green Lantern officer. Well, yeah, but well, I'm yeah. just saying the Green, oh, Lantern, the Green Lantern because yeah. he had the ring. Yeah, yeah. but he's oh, not the Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. I mean, he's not he's Hal eight. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. Well, no, he's but Green Lantern in the movie. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> it was oh. Green Lantern. That was the most exciting part of that flashback sequence <laughs> to me. I was like, ooh, he made a big hammer. Um, I mean, yeah, like I, I, I love, I love the potential of what I'm seeing, but again, like it just nothing pays off for me and. I will say though, I like the idea of J.K. Simmons as Jim Gordon and Ben Affleck as Batman. Like that dynamic to me sounds awesome, and I like that I at least get two scenes of that. Um, but Just I two scenes, and you know what? I'm I I I believe I'm supposed to go see it with a friend again this week, so I might give it another go, and I'll let you know what I think. But right now, I just. I had I, more fun the second time, so you might enjoy it more. Maybe not thinking about it too much. Yeah, and and again, like you know, I might be being bitter right now, but like you know, like I just I don't. I want to see what 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 it was supposed to be before the studio started butchering the shit out of this thing. I want to see this as um, the world is mourning Superman, and like a ton of crime has been inspired, mm-hmm. and it like it, there's no otherworldly villain. It's just how do we resurrect Superman to bring hope back to the world? Because mm-hmm. even that, which like, apparently Superman's the only person who can give hope to the world. Yeah, like forget Wonder Woman or any of these other people. Well, Batman like, called Wonder Woman out on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that or that even that too. Little plot is pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Like maybe they can't get Superman back, and they realize like they have to be him. Yeah, regardless, and then somehow he like he accidentally comes back because the whole like the Mother Box two thing like within five seconds of Bruce Wayne figuring out that oh the Mother Box creates worlds. Hey, I haven't like the first thing that pops in my head is like let's use it to resurrect a dead man. It was funny though. It was cool when Superman said, "Like you won't let me die, you won't let me live. Like what do you yeah. want?" No, I like. I, I, I loved him recalling I the one. I loved it. Do you bleed? <laughs> I hated it. And then just tossing like a rag doll. Oh god. Yep. yep I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. <laughs> Something's definitely bleeding. But that, so I like the one thing that I really liked about Batman vs Superman was I really liked that Bruce Wayne. Like I liked Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. It's so out of character. I don't that line. like Bruce Wayne in this movie. Like. He yeah exactly he seems kind of whiny and he's a annoying. corporate recruiter he's and not I'm the like <laughs> oh I I don't like this Bruce like there's a couple I like that one that scene with with uh, him and Diana like that part's good when he's trying to inspire some people you know and he's being like that stalwart guy I like that but but yeah like the little quippy things I'm like ah uh, yeah know, at the end when he's PSs. like doing he's that's a very Batman move where he like has a strategy and he's like I'm gonna go do this part of it because I don't have superpowers. And, like, you guys can do, like, the heavy lifting, but I'm going to do, like, the support thing. And then he, like, basically has, like, a death wish and he's going to go sacrifice himself. That totally happens all the time in Justice League. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very Batman thing to do. Yeah, that didn't bother me as much as, like, when when Aquaman starts jumping and I'm like, I literally had a moment where I was like, what are your powers? What what would you say you do here? <laughs> Actually, you go the, watch Justice League: Throne of Atlantis or whatever it is. Pretty good Aquaman movie. I'm, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of much better animated Justice League yes, films. Yes, you know there his are. decision to ditch the team and just uh, like take the Batmobile to fight Steppenwolf on his own is totally the same thing from the Lego movie, Lego Batman <laughs> <Totally>. movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it totally is. Yeah. 
I feel like uh, they could have done like what they did in Justice League War and in the Justice League animated series because in those iterations, the Justice League comes together because there's like an alien invasion or something. and But they don't know each other. I mean, like maybe yeah. Superman and Batman know each other. But like everyone else meets up as they're fighting. Yeah. And so you kind of get these organic like, so wait, who are you? What are your powers? Like, you're just a guy who dresses up as a bat. Like, really? That's it? And... So I think that honestly would have been a little bit better than this weird, like, we have to assemble the team. And then all these, like, forced character introductions, and it was just... I, honestly, the, I didn't expect them to do any of that because they've set it up so much with the last film. Like, I I sort of expected that, that they were going to come at it from, uh, from this standpoint of, like, oh, well, between films... Batman and Diana have been researching and finding these people, and then all we were going to get is like a, a really cool starting action attack thing where Steppenwolf shows up, and they realize like, oh, we need who superheroes. We got to do this plan of ours, and then you just had like three good Nick Fury scenes where he shows where somebody shows up and says like, hey, I need you, and if you had a really well written sequence, a la Black Widow and the Hulk, you don't. I don't need Thor and the Hulk. I don't need like <laughs> thirty-five minutes of getting the team together. I was that's part of why I was just so bored. Like, oh, you know how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, why do you keep saying that to me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went on a Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. I still haven't seen it. So, oh, it's, oh, awesome. it's great. You should check it out. <laughs> Meh. It's fun. The it's characters fun. are good. <laughs> I'll wait till it's on Netflix. Uh, uh, it won't be because uh, okay. Disney, I'll wait till it's on Redbox. Or, wait, it, Disney Street. Yeah, Disney, Disney Director You or whatever they're yeah. gonna call it. Have they named it yet? No, I don't think okay. so. Disney Direct's a good idea. Disney Direct is good. Yeah. Disney right. Direct into your brain. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Direct into your wallet, more like it. <laughs> Out of your wallet. Yeah. You call it the mouse trap. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you're right. You are going to take my money, aren't really you? Good. Speaking of Disney, next week our movie of the week is Coco. Yeah, yeah. Um, should be fun. Zach, were you going to say hear. something? Oh, I oh too say. late. Don't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, yeah. Savage. I uh, I know somebody. Well, friend, like family friend who got to see it in Mexico because it released early down there. Who said it is amazing. It, it's one of those where like we've talked about this before. Pixar, really? No Pixar, way. Yeah, there's Pixar movies where like you see the trailer and you go. I'm not that into it. And then you see it like Ratatouille, right? And then you see it and you're like, holy shit, this is good. So that's where that's where I am. Corinne, thanks for coming by again. Yeah. Always oh, welcome. Seriously, was Zach going to say something? Oh, I was just saying I want to see a Riff Tracks version of Justice League. I, I want to see them tear it apart. <laughs> let's, let, let's do it, you and I. We'll okay, do we it. can totally do it. Because <laughs> that's all I was doing the first viewing. It was just right. like, why is this happening? And yeah, like, there's a lot of... Wonder Woman I'm... suddenly has a red scarf in this scene. She didn't <laughs> yeah, that, that was super <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, was like, I thought it was like a cape. Yeah, It was a cape oh the God. second time, but when she first visits Bruce, oh. uh, before right, they yeah, become the team, outside she suddenly has a red scarf. Mm. So weird. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I wasn't alone. I was terrified. <laughs> like I was gonna have to defend that I didn't want. Because I genuinely, I'm glad you brought up that scene because that that scene, the the iPhone footage at the beginning, I was like, holy shit, they're gonna make this work. Like, here's this really great character moment. Except for oh. Henry Cavill's CGI face. I was just gonna yeah. say we never <laughs> talked about his beard. His mustache missing. I may have so been in the wrong angle. Did, I couldn't really tell. Why did they CGI either. it out, or why did he have it? Because he was in Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible 6. 6. He has one. Oh, that's it. So yeah. it was a, like a reshoot, that scene? No. Like, he's contractually obligated for Mission Impossible to keep a mustache, so he can't go to Warner Brothers and shave it off to do reshoots. Mm. So otherwise, it's a penalty against 
so he has to keep it on, and then which might just... be why all of his dialogue is very slow. He talks <laughs> very slow the whole time. No, I, I think, think it... just as Happy Superman, he's more calm. Like you know, he's Superman. No, no one's gonna fuck with him. Granted, I didn't see <laughs> Batman v Superman, and I only saw Man of Steel once in the theater. Oh. But I, I don't <laughs> like him as as Clark Kent. I like him as Superman. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like those scenes where he's Superman, I'm like, okay, yeah, pretty legit. And then when he's Clark Kent, I'm like, mm, this feels weird. I'd say in that movie, that, like, he's also I don't like Amy the Adams. Same person. He doesn't really, like. He doesn't, <laughs> As Lois Lane, he's freshly Superman, so he doesn't like have a split identity yeah. created yet. So it makes sense mm, that it, he really should though. Man of Steel, still the best DCEU film. Yeah. Fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh, also when he gets resurrected, like he's in the amniotic fluid with his suit on, and then. His suit just gets incinerated, I guess, but his pants are fine. It's so we can have a, a beefcake <laughs> well, <yeah>. moment. <laughs> and he flew through a ceiling, so maybe it ripped off when he flew through the ceiling. <laughs> Did you see those arms? We had to see those arms, man. <laughs> he is pretty jacked. I was like, yeah, he super is. He, looks, he makes Jason Momoa look like, oh, I guess people just look like that. <laughs> Bye. 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 Dostoyevsky. Oh. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds podcast.